Thank you for calling the Five Star Hotline. Please insult Lightning and Holman after the tone. Hey, you two chuckleheads. I just had to call the Five Star Hotline to see what you guys are up to. I haven't talked to you in so long. And I was thinking, I'm like, man, I wonder what those two dumbasses are doing. Are they just like sitting around with their hand on their pants and like the other hand on a TV remote control, just like scrolling through the channels? Or are they actually out doing something good? Anyway, hope you guys are good. Love you, mean it. Miss you. <laughs> Emmy Hall there, Holman, busting our chops. What do you think? I think we need to call her. I think that was her uh, subtle way of reminding us that she's got stuff to talk about. Oh, that's right. She was on a race and did some stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Why don't we, uh, let's get through the intro and then we'll uh, we'll give her a call. So I agree. Let's call her. And then uh, we also have Tim Miller on this episode. Now, I think this is going to be, don't say anything, Holman. All right. I want to set them up for it. Okay. Holman loves uh, loves cars and trucks. Yeah. Holman loves guns. Yeah. Loves drinking beer. Yeah. And this guy, Tim Miller, created a place that combines all those loves. Oh, you mean uh, it turns out to be like literally one and a half miles from my house? Hot Rods and Handguns <laughs> is the name of this facility. Uh, it's a country club that I can get behind. Wait, and a I country did. club? Uh, we'll, we'll call Is that Tim. a common term? We'll talk to Tim. We'll let him explain it. All right, before we get Emmy and Tim on the show, we got to thank Nissan. But first, I think it's important to point out that uh, I'm still pretty positive Lynn Woodward in the Nissan Frontier beat Emmy at the Rebel Rally. We need to confirm this with Emmy, mm. because if that's the case, that little Frontier with the Nismo parts and that 3.8 9-speed, dude. And I heard rumblings on the internet yeah. that that little Frontier made it to the top of freaking Oldsmobile Hill in Glamis. All right, there's a whole bunch of stuff we got to talk to Emmy about, but but if you're interested in uh, finding out more about the, uh, the Nissan Frontier, head over to your Nissan dealership or NissanUSA.com. And of course, if you're uh, interested in picking up a half-ton or half-ton plus truck, the Nissan Titan, Titan XD, with the industry's leading five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And, of course, check out those uh, Nissan NV line of commercial vans. When are we going to get to off-road one of those vans? Oh, I've done it. You have? Ours has a lift on it. Wait, what? Yeah, it does? it's got a leveling kit, and uh, I think we have 33s on it. You have 33s on an NV van? Yeah, or a truck trend van. Do you really? Uh-huh, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, we had the uh, suspension custom done by Icon, and it actually works pretty good. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's our chase vehicle for, like, four-wheeler of the year and, and all that kind of stuff when we go off-road, so it's got to be capable. Okay, wait a minute. So you're telling me that you can buy an off-road truck, either the Titan or the Frontier, or an off-road van, all from Nissan? Well, you might have to do a few modifications, but okay. yeah, I can tell you that that thing works pretty damn good on the trail, though. Wait, wait, wait. is this the same uh, Nissan van that was up at uh, Diesel Power Challenge yeah. and had the deck system in the back? Yeah, that's the same one. Thing fits like a glove, and it was full of Dr. Pepper when I saw it. Oh, I love anything full of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the easiest the, way to your heart? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. So after you buy your NV van, you head on over to deck, you put a sliding drawer system in the back, and you fill it with Dr. Pepper. And if you don't have a Nissan truck to uh, put that deck system in the back, you could always pick yourself up a decked D-bag, which is like a deck system for your back. Head over to decked.com or at deckedusa on the socials and check out what decked has uh, going on. And I heard we're getting closer to our announcement. Got pushed back a little bit, but we're getting closer. You're, you're talking about of the secret thing that some people figured out and <laughs> other people didn't, and we yeah, have but to nobody, debut it soon? Nobody knows what we did with it. When does our um, movie? It's not, <laughs> it does feel like a movie. It was really long, like 10 minutes? 10 minutes. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. When do we get to debut that? I, I'm hoping within the next couple of weeks, so 
We're... I'm concerned that it's entertaining, but uh-huh. our acting is poor. Well, since we have no hope of uh, being TV stars, why don't we uh, go ahead and just start this show? All right. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. It's The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. You're ruining the intro, bro. The intro ruins itself. Yeah, it does. I haven't had any fun with the intro in like a long time. In the mood, you uh, you normally stomp all the jingles and you ruin them all. Yeah. Now it's the intro. Eh, Can't you, you just uh, leave them be? No, when you got a show that's your baby, you can do whatever you want. You even spank it from time to time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do spank this baby quite often. That's probably true. It deserves it. Hey, can we just call Emmy? Do you think she'll answer? Uh, yeah, but I think we need to do uh, a special guest segment of what's new in trucks. Oh, because we're kind of like breaking some truck news here. She did the thing. She did do the thing. In the place. Okay. With the stuff. Yeah, well, you've got the number, so dial. Yo, Mama Incorporated, how can I help you? <laughs> That's not how you answer. <laughs> oh, sorry, let me try it again. Heaven, God speaking. Oh, see what she did there? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the lovely Emmy Hall on the program. Now we. Oh, wait, uh, I had a comeback. You didn't even let me put oh, it in there. You do? Oh, yeah, go for it. No, because it would have gotten us in trouble legal. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> better you interrupted <laughs> me that time. Don't do whatever you're going to do. All right, so wait a minute. You are a guest on What's New in Trucks. Don't move. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh! 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 Yes! Yes! <laughs> You're late, but that's okay. We'll uh, oh, that's... we'll chalk it up to the latency and the uh, cell phone connection. Freaking awesome! I was, say, I wasn't late on my end. Thank you very Come much. Come on, let's all do, <laughs> no, let's hold, all do it together. <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on, we're going to do it. Okay, we're all do okay, it okay. Ready? One, okay. two, three. Oh! oh! Oh, hers was She's way better. Long. Yeah, well, sounds that's like what she said. <laughs> <laughs> wow, do, Hemi, Emmy, are you? Did you just a, call her Hemi? No, I was you know why say, that's funny? You know, I know you were gonna say hold on, Emmy, and it came but out. But it came out Hemi. Right. But what's hilarious is this is a segment not about any internal combustion truck. I know. Just, just move on and forget. Okay. I said. All right. All right. No, wait, wait. Wait. no, no, no you wait. No, you Emmy, wait. Are no, you aware you that you are the first guest ever to do the uh ever? No, that can't possibly be true. It absolutely is really? 100% true. Hold on while I go back and delete that other episode. <laughs> why? Why isn't that? Do people just not do it? Or is no, 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 no. We only do it. it. It's just our thing. And no one ever, yeah. has ever been a guest during uh, this. During, yeah. Well, you're a guest reviewer. Host, a guest reviewer. Thank yes. you. During What's New in Trucks. This All right, segment. hold on. Let's just back the whole thing up. Here's the deal. All right, there's a couple <laughs> things we need to Why is Emmy on here not saying yeah, buddy? Wait, wait, okay, wait. Number are we one. supposed to go back in time? All right, Emmy just completed the Rebel Rally. Emmy just did it in a vehicle where she was like the first person in the entire world outside of this company to drive it. Wait, wait, and seen, they seen didn't, Emmy Hall. They didn't even give her a gas tank. 
Oh, and then also, before we get started, we have a piece of business because as much as we love the uh, Rebel Rally, the website sucks, yeah. and we have no idea. We know you finished in the top five. Who the hell yeah. beat who? Did you beat Lynn or did Lynn beat you? Yeah, we could not Lynn figure out beat, anything. Lynn beat us. She was in Lynn fourth and, and you were fifth. So we tied for fifth, and with the uh, with the tiebreaker that we had to do, we actually came out sixth. All right. Wait, well, uh, wait, what? You'll have humble pie with yeah. Lynn for a while. Dude, it was so crazy. So the fact that so there are so many different combinations of points that you can get in this rally, right? It's eight days of comp or seven days of competition. There's like 25 checkpoints a day, all worth varying amounts. I mean, like the fact that you could tie is incredible. And this is the second time that Rebecca and I have tied. What? We tied for we tied nobody for first. ties ever. You don't get to do it twice. Dude, we tied for first place in 2018, and at that point they didn't have a tiebreaker, so we were like co-champions that year with it with another team. Lame. And Lame. then this year we tied for fifth, and so we got boned on the tiebreaker that was put in place because of our previous tie. Wait, the Emmy Hall rule was used against you? Yes. That's a little funny though, right? <laughs> I no, mean, that sort of is so. Actually, you actually, it's not. It's not. <laughs> So are you going to, uh, have you already had words with Emily about it? No, because it was in the rules. Like, I read the oh. rule book, and I'm like, oh, there's the rules. Okay, she's got the tiebreaker in there. All right. <laughs> I know. Very sad trombone, although that was a trumpet, I think. <laughs> I think that was a trombone. That, very, that sounded trumpety. Mm, maybe. Yeah, it kind of had that trumpety uh, raspiness yeah, to yeah. it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Emmy Hall, Emmy freaking Hall, somehow through her day job, convinced some really uh, gullible people at a uh, <laughs> electric truck manufacturer. So let's, I mean, there was the year where you convinced, was it last year? You convinced Rolls Royce to give you a $250,000 SUV for you to damage, which you did. It was $400,000, and I did not. And I do remember the conversation you and I had where you told me, yeah, they were saying, oh, well, you know, we're going to uh, we're gonna polish it all up, and, and then we're just going <laughs> to put on the used car mark, and you're like, yeah, not sort of that kind of event. So um, <laughs> you, you desecrated a Rolls and somehow parlayed that into convincing a company that has zero vehicles in the hands of people outside the company to give you a truck to go bash for off-road for what reason? Why you? Uh, what kind I of, don't know. Amy, you know what, what kind of proposal You're, writing skills do you have? Yeah, right. You know what I did? I just, I, I went up to, I met them at CES last year, and I was like, hey, I do this rally, and I've won it a couple times, and I'd love to do it in an electric truck. And they were like, that sounds cool. That's not what I heard. But can we talk at what? It's not what I heard. What did you hear? I heard Emmy approach yeah. them and said, I do this podcast every once in a while, and uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'll do a segment with it. I think she's got a picture of some dude with a chicken. Like, there has to be. Really? Yeah. Does it have feathers chicken? or no feathers? <laughs> so, tell but wait, but we haven't said which truck it is. No, we haven't. We're, we're just, we're letting it linger we on the ballot. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. No, they they uh they were super stoked to do that. They were so excited. They thought it really fit in with their brand and how they wanted to uh, portray the truck to their customers. And they were super stoked to like put it through you know seven days of real world testing because up until that point it had just been uh, in like engineers' hands. They had it on uh, the long way up, which was the Ewan McGregor yeah. and his friend Charlie. Very cool, by the way. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, so they were like support vehicles for that going from uh, Argentina up to Los Angeles 
uh, Ewan and Charlie were on Harley Livewires, and then these trucks were like the support vehicles, but they weren't like the star of the show. They were just like kind of in the background. But yep. if you watch it, you will see them in the background, like doing truck things. But those, again, those were driven by uh, employees of the company. Yeah, so you are literally one yes. of the, if not the first non this I am company. The first. Yeah. And I, I am believe the first. in your story that you wrote that lives on the interwebs. You put the two words together, game changer. I did. It is, dude. I'm so excited. Now that I've driven one, I'm so stoked about electric trucks. Seriously? I'm so stoked. All right. What was it? You want a, a drum roll? Lightning, get the oh, drum yeah, roll please, going. Drum roll. Uh, okay, where is it? Uh, I think. Hurry I'm... up! Can I do it anytime? Anytime you anytime want. Anytime you want. Anytime. Okay. So I was able to drive. The all-new, brand-spanking-new, never-to-be-seen-before. What year? What year? What year? 2021. Okay. Rivian R1T. Congratulations. Thank you. Rivian R1T? Oh, yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, it is... Hold on. um, Wait, wait, wait. They're they're applauding. Uh, That's actually everybody at Rivian right now. We uh, They're all in the crowd. (laughs) They've basically taken over our uh, our amphitheater. What? Just, oh, your just so, amphitheater. Yeah, what? just so they could uh, have all the, you're the in, clapping. You're in your closet at your house, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's called my amphitheater. Okay. <laughs> um, actually, so one of the, the most fun things that we got to do with the Rivian is we had a little like recorder. So that if something happened in the truck, like, I don't know, the windows wouldn't roll up or down or like some weird thing like that, we could press this button and say like, hey, the windows won't roll up. And then the engineers could go back in the data and see like what was happening at that time. Uh, there's and a so rock we, in the track, Emmy. Well, no, no, no. Like, we, uh, that's a whole other thing. And we can talk about it in a minute. But we would talk about like real things that were happening. But then other times I would just like click the button and be like, it's 5 a.m. and we're up. Are you up? Because we're up. You know, just like being like all funny to those. How many times did you use Yeah, Buddy? Oh, my God. So many times. Yeah, Buddy. buddy. (laughs) It's her in stereo. I know. Do it again. Do do a Yeah, Buddy at the same time you do Yeah, Buddy. Ready? One, two, three, go. Yeah, Buddy. Yeah, Buddy. (laughs) That's weird. like a weird echo. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. Do it with this one. Yeah, Yeah, buddy. Buddy. Oh, no. oh, see, that one doesn't work. That one does, you know, yeah. You know, no, 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 no. What you need to do is you need to put her in yeah. one set of uh, speakers mm-hmm. and her <laughs> other yeah, buddy, in the other one. Do that real quick. Wait, wait, wait. Let's see if I can do this. So let's go here. Yeah. And then let's go here. Okay, yeah. here we go. On the count okay. of three. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah buddy. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was wrong. I don't even... <laughs> I don't Mike remember Finnegan. who that is, but he's wrong. <laughs> Mr. Mike Finnegan. Yeah, one of our uh, uh, thunder. one of our listeners uh, told us about that little gem and said, hey, uh, Finnegan stole your bit. And we're like, wait, what? So we found the uh, the clip for it. Jerk. Okay, so you said the words okay. game changer. Why? Because you have, there is so much torque. Okay, this. so I had the um, 135 kilowatt hour battery. Um, my battery, unfortunately was not production ready. So I didn't have full capacity. I had about 75% capacity of the battery. So you're kind of running at a a disadvantage there, but, um, there's four electric motors, right. And all together, those produce 826 pound feet of torque. There's no low range. I didn't have any lockers. It was all done with computerized traction control. 
but you didn't need it because there's so much torque that it just goes. It just goes wherever you want it to go. And so you don't have to worry about all of, you know, all of the mechanical linkages and, and um, you know, multiplying torque through this and that because it's all just there. So it's much more simple. Now, having said that, if any of that stuff breaks on the trail, like you're screwed, right? Because you need to be a total computer nerd to be able to fix any of this stuff. So in that sense, that's going to be a, a the repair oh, part oh. of it and the trail repairs part also of it a game changer but in, interesting but yeah. in, a, in a bad but way maybe in a bad way in a bad way for sure no wait no um, emmy so i don't uh, wait are you saying game changer for electrification as a whole or game changer for the rivian r1t i think it's a game changer for trucks in general for the off-road world in general i think you know what i would love to see i would love to see Rivian or Lordstown or hell, even Ford, now that they're coming out with the electric F-150 and they're associated with King of the Hammers now, they're a sponsor of King of the Hammers. I would like to see an electrified King of the Hammers vehicle. That would be the balls. It can't be fully electric because you don't, it doesn't, you don't have the range, but to be able to have all of that torque ready for you to get into those rocks and then have a gas powered engine for when you need the, the faster stuff out on the desert. What okay, was the range that you were seeing in your crazy usage case? Because obviously you're all off road, you're in sand, you're you're yeah, hammered yeah. down. Like what did, real world? Just I know you had seventy five percent capacity. Blah 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 blah. But just right, throw a number. Right. Was it a hundred miles? Was it fifty miles? It was about a hundred and sixty seven. Is what we averaged. That's not is what bad. We figured out. No, it's it's not bad. We were able to charge um, every day in the afternoon, and we always came in with. At the end of the day, we always came in with like. 20% of our battery. Um, Just like my Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I always come in at the end of the day with about 20% too. Now, explain your charging setup because this is what I found was really fascinating is obviously you're somewhere where there's absolutely no charging infrastructure. Right. And one of the things that was really important to Rivian was to have a green charging power solution where it wasn't a diesel generator out in the middle of the desert that was providing the charge for your batteries. And so maybe explain that a little bit, because I thought that was a neat twist on it where you, uh, part of the, 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 the deal was you kind of proved this whole, like from soup to nuts, um, renewable resource of charging the vehicle. Wait, wait. So Emmy, was the entire rebel rally in through that wind farm on the way out to uh, <laughs> Palm Springs through Morongo? Yes. Yeah. And also the giant solar farm that's out there by Vegas. Right. It was, it all went in through there. So we just plugged into one of those panels overnight. No. Um, Is that why you're still glowing? So, <laughs> <laughs> the rally partnered with a company called Power Innovations. They're out of Utah. And they they have a lot of experience with providing power like out in the middle of nowhere. And the original plan of this was they were going to have a hydrogen fuel cell that would power like six giant batteries. And then we would then charge the truck off of those batteries and the, they were in a semi truck. So the semi truck hat would be parked somewhere near the course every day. Um, it was never on the course, but it was always near the course. So we could have an afternoon charge. And then at, in the evening it was at our base camp and we charged overnight at the base camp. And then it also powered the base camp. So all of that was happening from power innovations. And they did testing with the Rivian with the fuel cells and like everything was great. And we we're like, wow, this is so cool, right? The problem that they encountered is that the Rebel Rally goes through, you know, two states and God only knows how many counties. And they couldn't get the permits to be hauling around a giant 
bunch of hydrogen through all of these um, through all of these counties. So in the end, uh, we had a tier four generator that was charging those batteries, and then we charged off of the batteries. So it wasn't quite the the non emission free uh, thing that we all wanted. But I know that Power Innovations next year, they'll have, you know, they're already working on permits for next year. And so they'll have a whole year to get all of that figured out. But the the uh, timeline was really compressed and just bureaucracy and red tape. They couldn't make it work, which was really a bummer. Does that mean that uh, you're signed up with Rivian for next year as well? Are you breaking news on the story? Oh, no, I'm not breaking news. I don't know what I want to drive next year. I kind of want to go two wheel drive. Well, that's because you're crazy. Take the Miata then. Oh, I thought about that, but he's so small. By the way, we do have to circle back to the Miata because you actually did yeah, some do. stuff to it. We do. We All do. right. We do. So let's let's talk about the Rivian off road. Um, okay. This is this is your car review here, right? Your truck review. So I I would like her to describe all of the Rivian because a lot of our listeners haven't actually either they haven't sat in one, but they don't even maybe they don't even know what one looks like. So can you describe the exterior and the interior and and what it was like to drive? Yeah, so um, exterior-wise, it looks like a regular truck. Um, it's not crazy like a Cybertruck. Um, it doesn't look like the new Hummer. Like It looks like a futuristic truck, but it still has the general proportions of a truck. Uh, it's kind of like a large mid-size, smaller than a Titan, but bigger than a Frontier, but definitely more like large mid-size. And then it has these cool, like I really like the headlamps. Um, it's got uh, LED lighting across the, the whole front and then like these two oval lights for the regular headlamps and when i first saw it at the la auto show i was like "Ooh, that's ugly but it really really grew on me as it as it went by one of the cool things about the truck is since there's no engine there is so much storage you guys there the frunk is giant it's like a hot tub you could fit at least three people in the frunk which is amazing and then behind the rear seats there's a gear tunnel that goes all the way through so you have like this whole pass through to chart to put gear in, and then you've got everything else that you can put into the bed. So there is a lot of storage on it, which is it's great. Um, it I sounds really like, like a we, sounds like a snowboarder's dream. Yeah, kind of or surfer for sure. But I mean, like we put all of our camping gear in the trunk, and then we put extra max tracks because we brought eight max tracks because we're like it's so heavy. That's a lot of max, max tracks. Why didn't you know, just have Matt give you the premium ones that are a little bit stouter than he the normal did. ones? He did. He did. We had four of the premium ones and then four of our older ones. Uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> what does it weigh? Do you know what the curb weight was on it? Yeah, like uh, 58, 5,900 pounds. Right, that's not. I mean, that's that's you know lo- not, loaded full size truck ter- territory. Yeah, that's not yeah. Bad. But then in addition to that, we had you know two spares and we had a floor jack and we had a box of tools and we. Hey, had I've traveled with you to. Continents before. I know how much crap you bring. Well, let's talk about. I don't uh, bring any crap. <laughs> I had to bring crap for the truck. <laughs> what about uh, creature comforts inside? And then give us your your driving impressions as far as like uh, so, its agility and such. Yeah. So inside, um, you know, all a lot of our user experience stuff. So a lot of the screens they were very basic. They didn't really work all the way. Um, so we had HVAC, but we didn't really use it because we were just trying. We were so concerned about our range. And yeah, it was like a hundred degrees for like you know, five days of the rally. And that, that part sucked. It was really hot. And uh, the seats that were really comfortable, like, you know how you get out of a truck after 10 days, after 10 hours, and you're like, I just, I'm so tired of my back hurts. I never not, felt that in the truck. N- not in Nissan great. Titan, you don't, with those zero gravity seats. Just want to throw the plug yes, in there. Yes, yeah. No, it's true. Like, <laughs> I know. I, I just zero want gravity to seat. <laughs> and, and these, yeah, boom, sponsors. Um, <laughs> but honestly, how do they and, compare? Because that's a pretty good, like, benchmark for comfortable front seats in trucks. 
Yeah, no, they were there. They were definitely there. I never, like, my back never hurt at the end of the day, like it does in other vehicles. So I was really stoked on that. And then we had the glass roof, which um, you would think with it being 100 degrees and there's no, like, slider or cover on the roof. It's just like a glass roof and that's what you got. But it that never heated up the cabin. Like, it just, I actually forgot that we even had it. And then I'd look up and I'd be like, oh, that's right. That's glass. Yeah, they, they do. They do have some, some really cool would... UV protections that keep out all the uh, the, the heat. Yeah, really, yeah, Professor so Lightning. Can you mm-hmm. explain those coatings to us in uh, greater de- uh, detail? Not during this podcast. <laughs> 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 they do. They keep out the UV, A, B, and C. What was the uh, uh, visibility, and was there enough movement of the seat to kind of get comfortable? Was the did the hood feel tall to you? Because those are, those are all things that you you know. Are important well, when you're off-roading. She's, she's neither a, a tiny person or or which, shack. She's perfectly average, which is perfect because it. it yeah, I'm perfectly normal. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. No, no, no. Uh, I said so, average, not normal. You're <laughs> nowhere near normal. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so for your listeners, uh, I'm five nine, so I'm tall for a woman, but like kind of a normal sized dude, I guess. And I never felt. Uh, yeah, By the like way, I that's can... how I'm going to refer to Emmy forever now. Is Yeah, that's my friend Tall. Emmy. She's about the size of a normal-sized dude. <laughs> Tall for a woman, but a normal-sized dude. Uh, but there's plenty of, like, there's plenty of seating positions that you can that you can roll with. It's, you know, uh, electric up and down and front and back and stuff. And I, so I drove it. We had one of the engineers who was, like, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and he drove it, and he was able to find a seating position. And then... My navigator, Rebecca, got behind the wheel, and she's like 5'1", and she was able to find a seating position. So it seems like it's good for all for all folks. Uh, and then on the inside, there's all these, like, cool little um, storage bins. Like, there's a little storage bin, like, under your seat, which is kind of dope. Like, just this tiny little thing. I put my little uh, – um, I put chapstick and water – what's the word? Uh, like, water-flavoring tablets in there. I was like, oh, that's where that stuff goes. And then because there's no transmission, there's no, like, gear – like tunnel or anything so you've got a lot of storage right there in between the seats um i really wanted a cooled center console and i really hope that they make one because man that would have been nice to have cold water instead of you know 100 degree water how is the uh the chassis and body integrity uh any squeaks rattles and then also wheel travel did you feel like it had enough to uh, do all the things out there in the desert you wanted it to do as much as your miata (laughs) well definitely more clearance than the miata um so we were, we, there's five different ride heights. We were in, uh, the fourth ride height most of the time, which is, um, like right around 13, 14 inches of ground clearance. And it gives you your angles at a, like 35 degrees of an approach angle departure, I think is right around 30 and then breakover is around 25. I mean, I, I never scraped anything. We didn't do any rock crawling, but, like, I never had to worry about scraping anything. And the underside is completely flat, right? It's the skateboard platform. There's, you know, you don't have anything hanging down. Although, I will say, on ours, we had these hydraulic lines for the for the air shocks that, like, hung down underneath the skateboard platform. And we were like, you guys, that's that's got to go. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's not production. I'm like, oh, thank God. Because that's the one thing that you don't want anything hanging down is your air lines, right? Um, I'm stunned, Emmy, that you did not have a set of chrome-plated truck nuts hanging from the back of that thing. <laughs> Bulls balls. No, no, I'd have some truck O's, though. Some what? Truck O's. Some truck ovaries. Truck O's. Oh, truck- God. <laughs> if we're uh, going to have... We're now going to call, be- we're gonna call uh, Emmy. She's going to be... You know, we were trying to figure out what we should call our uh, our listeners. Emmy's yeah. our first one. Mm-hmm. The truck chauvery. 
The truck chauvries? Yeah, that's right. That'll be all of our female uh, listeners. Dumb. <laughs> no. So, no. So, Amy, uh, back to did, did the skateboard platform. Did it feel? Did it feel nice and tight? Any, uh, you know, like body integrity? Good. No, there were some pieces of trim that you know were not. Well, it's pre-production, kind of but I just mean in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, in in general, like everything, um, there weren't a lot of squeaks and rattles. Um, I didn't feel like anything was about to fall apart. It is independent suspension all the way around, which you know you don't get the same amount of articulation with that you would get with a solid axle and a and a disconnect and all that stuff. But I mean, you've just you've got such great angles and. And so much torque, I'm like, I don't even care. I were don't you, care. Were you able to drive it fast? Did the suspension feel well-tuned, well-dialed? Or how, was it How like, fast did you get? Like, I mean, is it, can you go like TRD Pro fast? Or was it more like, you know, regular 4x4 off-road package fast? It was more like regular 4x4 off-road package fast. And I know they're not done tuning the suspension. Um, I had a really good amount of compression. Like, I felt great on the compression. But then... Like in Glamis and in other places where you get into the whoops, like you take them too fast, Glamis. I got into one, uh, one section too fast. Like, so, you know, you're at Osborne Lookout, right? And you can just drop right down onto the sand highway from Osborne. Yep. And we were so excited because there was like, there's three checkpoints today in the, in the dunes that we knew exactly where they were. Like, I knew exactly where they were. I didn't even have to look at the map. I was like, yes. We're going to go here to the white box, and that's where that checkpoint is. And then we're going to go to Oldsmobile Hill, and we're going to go to the top of that goddamn hill, and we're going to get that checkpoint. And then we're going to go to this other one, and we're going to get them all, and it's going to be great. And I was like, yeehaw, and I dropped down off of old, off of the uh, lookout area, and I went too fast over some whoops, and I bent a control link in the back. Well, that's good. That's good because that's the stuff Ouch. they need to know. Wait, twice in one yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> Now, wait, I heard, did you just say that you went up Oldsmobile? Now, for those people uh, that aren't in Southern California, Oldsmobile is a really steep, I don't know what grade it is, steep hill that's got to last, God, it feels like a quarter mile up that damn hill. Eighth mile? What is it, Holman? Big. Big. It's big. It's big. We didn't, we were not able to do it in the rally, but we did it during testing. That thing will go up Olds and not just trench? Yeah. What? Yeah. How? That's what I'm saying, dude. How? That's the first stock truck I've ever gotten up there. I can't even wrap my head around. It's like, how'd you do without paddles? I just did it. And you know what's the best part about that? So we tried it a couple of different times. Um, the first time we did it, we made it almost to the top. But then, uh, you know, we started just started slipping and slipped like tires are slipping. Because you've got so much power, right? And you're, it's so easy to overwhelm the grip. So we're like, oh, wait, we're, no, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. So I, I turned downhill and I look to my... Right, and I see all this white smoke, and I'm like, what the hell is, did I just do a burnout in the sand on Oldsmobile Hill? Like, I think I did. I think I just did a burnout in the sand. I didn't even know that was possible. I had no idea that was possible. And it's not possible. You smoked one of the motors. something happened. Yeah. No, no, because I came back down, and all the engineers were there, and I was like, what was all that smoke? And they're like, no, yeah, you were doing a burnout in the sand. Wait, wait, so that's not, wait, came, is, that's not even, so is, I, that, is that possible? It's not possible, Holman. It is, is it? because I did it. No, and I so mean, you can back. do, you can spin the tires in the sand, but unless there's a piece of granite or something There's nothing there. to burn out on. I mean, I've been to Oldsmobile What I'm saying times. is, all I can tell you is that we were spinning those rears, and there was white smoke coming out from behind those tires. That's all I can say. Now, you melted a motor. <laughs> Come on, girlfriend. <laughs> They're like something, there's carnage under that thing that those guys didn't want to admit. You smoked something. 
Well, I don't know because we went down and we let out a little bit more air on the tires, and she went up right, just fine after that. So, how's the traction control system in it? Because obviously, it doesn't have a traditional low range, and all that's yeah. done through the motors. Is it is it pretty effective? Yeah, there was never a moment where I was like, "Oh, sh- we're not going to make this." I mean, except going up that one part, Oldsmobile Hill, but that had nothing to do with traction. That was all about the PSI that we were at. <laughs> the driver. Shut up. Hey, so up. so answer this question for me. What was more fun, the Rivian R? One T, or the upgrades to your little Miata buddy. Oh, <laughs> uh, we don't need the well, Tiffany for that. Here's the thing: I actually haven't had the upgraded Miata buddy in the dirt yet, so I can't answer. Oh, I was gonna say because I saw it on jack stands in your garage, so I knew you were working on it. Where, yeah, where are no, you at with he, it? He has buddy now has new suspension. New shocks and springs with a four-inch lift, so he has ten and a half inches of ground clearance. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. And uh, he has uh, a new skid plate, and he has added protection underneath, uh, in the middle of the middle of the car as well. So that's pretty dope. And extended rear sway bar links. And then the suspension that I bought came with extended ball joints, but he tracks straight, which I don't understand. I don't understand how I don't have to align him, but he's fine. It's the weirdest thing. Well, you want to—they're probably high-angle ball joints, so you probably still want to uh, replace them because it's not going to be about how it tracks straight. It's going to be when that control arm drops out all the way. You're, yeah. uh, you don't want the ball joints to be your limiting uh, factor in down travel because then you'll break them. So right. put the good ones in and then go get it aligned. Now, che- did you hit up – on the last time we had you on the show, <laughs> we were talking about uh, you reaching out to the company that made the Miata suspension. Yeah, that's who made this. Is, I yeah, that's know. who made this. Okay. It was Paco, Paco Motorsports. Yeah, okay. So this is the Rallycross, the Rally, Rallycross suspension kit. So that's why I'm so excited for came- her. For Buddy? No, for yeah, for you and Buddy, because we talked about oh, this the last time, and it's like awesome. I am We're so full excited. Circle. Yeah. And and I had never like done an upgrade like that before, so I got to learn so much stuff. Which was even better. Let's keep it on the Rivian thing for a second. And this makes you really hopeful for electrification, it sounds like. I mean, are you now excited to go test drive every electric vehicle you can get your hands on? Or was it just this one? Well, here's here's the thing is that so many electric vehicles are marketed and they're designed for efficiency, right? Like the Chevy Bolt. I mean, you get... I don't know, 200 and some odd miles of range and stuff. And it's great and blah, 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 blah. But you try to start exploiting the instant torque, which is what makes it so much fun. And then like the tires are crap and they're super hard and and they have no grip and you're just like sliding all over the place. And like, that's no fun. So what's good about these electric trucks is that they're marketing these and they're building these for the enthusiast market, right? Because they're trying to get people like us excited about them, right? Like, I mean, the Hummer, if you guys have seen the Hummer EV, I'm like, this is out of control, ridiculous. Like, are you guys out of your minds? And the answer is yes, because if they're trying to get the interest of people like you and me and your listeners to get excited about what electric vehicles could do. So I'm stoked to drive things that are geared towards the enthusiast market. Give me, you know, a soul EV, like, sure, okay, it's fine. But it's not fun. I want it to be fun. And now people are finally, manufacturers are finally trying to understand that, like, electric vehicles can be fun. Well, I think part but of it, too, need- is it can't just be an electric vehicle. It still has to do all the other things you need a truck to do. It still right. has to have exactly. accessories and bed rail accessories and the ability to do racks and towing and lighting and, and all the things that you, you know, uh, auxiliary upfitter switches and, you know, all that stuff that you expect your regular truck to do. An enthusiast EV truck has to have all that stuff, you know, and more, really. 
Right, right. Do you want to hear a cool thing about towing and the Rivian? Yes. You can charge it by towing. By towing a trailer full of batteries? Well, that again, that's <laughs> not. A, you can't make a perpetual motion machine. But you can. Okay. No, so, you can't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that goes no, against it's physics. Not. Yeah, All right. So you know how when you're when you're wheeling, right? You're not going to wheel by yourself because you're not dumb. Okay. Oh, well. I mean, lightning. I mean, might lightning be, but... has, but okay. You know what? Right. I would just get a two-wheel I... drive dually. <laughs> I ju- Hold on, f both of you guys. I no. just wrote down what I was going to ask her next, right here, and it's about taking a trip with her. So she I'm insulted want to go with you. <laughs> I'm no. insulted that my girlfriend over here has no interest in being off-road with me. Right. I'm sad. Neither do I. Maybe she has no interest just being with you. Oh, oh, burn. oh wow. like, does that hurt too much? Sake. I'm just glad I'm not the only one getting beat up by Emmy tonight. Wow. This is awesome. What is wrong with you? Everything. <laughs> this sucks. Okay, so so here's the thing. Here's the thing. We cho-charged the Rivian. We had um, a gas-powered vehicle, and we hooked up uh, a tow strap on each of the Rivian's front tow hooks to the center uh center tow oh you mean thing. towing the rivian oh, not towing well, with the rivian oh, no, so like if you put it behind the your motorhome uh i mean i guess if you were there if you were in it because what happens is so so the gas-powered car starts up right and we're in the rivian okay and so the gas-powered vehicle is going to control all of the acceleration and the rivian is going to control all of the deceleration because that's when you get your regen and the way to do that the most effectively is you put the rivian in reverse so you're facing forward, and you're moving forward, but you're in reverse. And so you're getting all kinds of crazy, crazy regen while that's happening. And it is the Scary noises. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. No, and it's just like, it's happy to do it. It's so weird, and it doesn't make any sense. How do you, you know like, it's happy? Does it have a smiley face on the instrument cluster? <laughs> you know why? Because the battery charge just goes, oh, yep, I'm filling up, I'm filling up, I'm filling up. I'm so happy, happy, happy. Yeah, but you've killed the gas mileage in the tow vehicle. You know, <laughs> clearly, clearly you hate the environment. Out of anybody no. I know, you hate it the most. Look, here's the thing, though, is that you can take extra fuel. You cannot take extra batteries at this moment in time. I, it was so funny. She's going to be the one driving around with a giant Onan generator on wheels behind her, <laughs> towing herself, like trying to, <laughs> trying to charge herself up as she's driving. No, but I did, go on, I did go on the internet, and I was like, okay, so where do I like to wheel, and where are the charging locations? So... There's uh, 350 kilowatt chargers at, there's one in Pismo, there's one in Barstow, there's one in Mojave, and there's one uh, at, in Baker. So you could do 150 miles, like you can do day trips within those areas. Hmm. So that's pretty dope. Is it as convenient as an internal combustion engine? Like, no. Well, not yet. And that part, that part sucks. But it, I mean, like, it's going to get there. Maybe not in my lifetime. But maybe in your kid's lifetime, Holman. Yeah, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty cool. I think it actually will get here in our lifetime. I I think they're gonna haul ass. I think I everything so. is on an accelerated pace these days. Technology moves faster than any of us can believe. I hope so. That's the I most mean, wh- serious thing you've ever said on this podcast in uh, the most I, serious voice ever. <laughs> I should, it's gonna happen. What Power Nations also wants to do is. You know, right now when you try to set up a charging station, right, you have to go into the grid and you've got to, you know, build all these cables and make sure electricity is coming and blah, blah, blah. They want to essentially do a hydrogen fuel cell and just pour a concrete pad, throw a fuel cell there, have a charge of some batteries, and then that's what vehicles would charge off of. And then it's a little bit easier for the infrastructure. And then all you need to do, all you need to do, I know this is not simple, 
is truck comes in and fills that fuel cell up with hydrogen and then you're ready to go. So of course you know, it's a diesel we'll... powered truck hauling all that hydrogen. Uh, well, no, maybe it could be a Tesla semi. <laughs> Again, perpetual motion uh, machine right here. Hey, Emmy, uh, did they give you some sort of like VIP fuel card? So when you walked up to the uh, semi at night, uh, <laughs> and did you keep it? Because I think that you're doing so much for them. You should have a lifetime supply of free energy off of one of their chargers. Oh man, that'd be so nice. There were two electric vehicles in the in the in the rally. There was, was ours, and then there was a a plug-in hybrid uh, Outlander or Mitsubishi Outlander. Oh, we don't care about that. Oh, God, that's so cool. There was a little plug-in hybrid. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what, what other uh, electric vehicles have you driven, Emmy? Uh, so you'll be happy to know I've driven the electric mini SE, and it's a hoot. It's super fun. Uh, you're um, not allowed to say hoot on this show. Just FYI. It is a hoot. It is okay. a hoot. Well, apparently and you are allowed to say mini. Have you driven the Porsche Taycan? How do you pronounce it? Taycan? Taycan? The Taycan? Uh, yeah. Taycan? Yeah, no, I haven't. Roadshow has, but I have not. Okay. Have you driven a lighting? No, but I would like to. I passed a, uh, a a light blue, like a sky blue one yesterday, and I thought, oh, crap, that's the first one I've seen on the road. Yeah, they're pretty. They're super pretty. I would love to drive one. And I'm excited about the, the new Lucid, too. You know, it's just, it's like, it's an interesting, it's an interesting time. It's a the, cool uh, time to be a car nut. Yeah, the, uh, either the end is nigh or uh, the new world is uh, on the horizon. One of the two. Oh, God. I, I'm trying to be positive. All I can say is, you know what's awesome about now hey, is I'm that, not done saying no, no, all I can say. I don't care about you. So <laughs> what's awesome is that I can go out and I can very soon I will be able to buy a badass electric truck, or I can go out and get uh, the Prospector that you turned me on to. Go get a brand new Ram HO lifted on 40s with with a thousand pound feet of torque or more. Full AV system. Like I have choices, is what I'm saying. That's true. Yeah, you do have it's choices. a great time to be a truck fan. All I'm saying is yeah, that yeah. Uh, the Ram TRX still a love letter to uh, internal combustion oh, enthusiasts. Oh, God. I am so jealous you got to drive that. I dude. know. You just, it was funny because uh, I was on that program, and Emmy couldn't because that was right during Rebel. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I hate you. You're driving the TRX. I'm like, I hate you a little bit because you're the first one to drive the Rivian, but I'm also <laughs> going to hate on me because of how awesome uh, the TRX is and getting to drive it. So. I, as much as Emmy had a one-up on me, I sort of like evened out the playing field. I'm kind of stunned that you, you didn't know, just leave a fun. voicemail we'll, for her. What would be fun when those when the TRX comes out like in the press fleet is we should see if we should if we could do a drag race between the Rivian and the TRX. Okay. Well, that's okay. interesting. Which one would? Okay, what are the zero sixty times? We don't know. They're, the bo they're both about four seconds, I guess. Right. Uh, mine is uh, mine is um, is three in perfect conditions, but that's probably on. That's Brand new everything and yeah, the yeah. Uh, so the TRX is four point five, but Motor Trend did it in four point two, and I believe Car and Driver did it in three point seven. No way, really? Yeah. So I mean, it's sort of it's sort Jeez. of like holy crap, because <laughs> right. honestly, the difference between three and four seconds, you don't know. Like no, if you've been no. in a sub four second zero to sixty, like a Nissan <laughs> GTR that's super repeatable because yeah. it's launch mode, it's yeah. so freaking exhilarating. Um, and then it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. Two, two seconds is not faster than three seconds well, when you're in that. It, it is, but no. you're so but like it's not. The, your your physiological response, body wise, <laughs> yeah. to what's happening, is so visceral. Like you're, it's almost like uh, getting into a car accident and having like part of your memory erased of it. You, like, oh, I didn't remember what happened. I just woke up at the hospital. That's sort of like what that acceleration feels like. Is you don't really know what happens. You just know you better slow the F down because you're about to get a ticket, right? I mean, right, right, right. It's crazy. Yeah, you're like, 
I'm at a hundred. I'm at a hundred. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. <laughs> Wasn't um, how high? How high did you jump it? The TRX. Um, I think the one I did was probably twenty to twenty-four inches off the ground. That's pretty good. Yeah. No. It, it, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. It probably wasn't the. Uh, we were the first wave, so we were trying not to break stuff, and. They let me get a little bit crazy, so the jump was 55, and they let me hit it at 65. So I had uh-huh. one of the bigger ones of the day, but uh, the boss over there, Koval, I think, uh, aired one out, probably the one that you guys have seen in photos, and he was probably 30 inches off the ground in yeah. complete huckability index of 10. Do we know awesome. the highest that anyone's been off the ground on that thing? Like, not just press, but staff at, uh, at RAM? Any, I, no, I didn't, no, I didn't no, know if you had seen anything. No, well, I mean, it's hard to tell. It's hard to judge by photos, but significant like more than a production truck should be a production yeah. truck really shouldn't be two oh, feet off the ground right like that's no, a, that's a ridiculous no. amount of air i know i'm so excited i'm so excited that like that's happening to give the raptor a run for its money because oh, the yeah. raptor's been like the little, king of that segment for so long and a little like, stale the thing about the raptor though is the second generation when they went to the turbo v6 it was sort of like they refined it too much and i feel like ram took that cue and when you went from the 6.2 v8 and a little mm-hmm. bit more brash and, and everything about the truck. The chassis was better on the current gen, but the V6 sounds like a tractor. It's got plenty of power, but and I'm not saying it's not fun. I mean, this is honestly like, again, it's me saying that, you know, Naomi Campbell's prettier than Cindy Crawford because she doesn't have a mole on her cheek. I mean, like, that's, that's where <laughs> we're at right now, right? I mean, they're both freaking badass things I'd love to drive, but... My job and your job. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did, wait, did wait, 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 hold on. What? Crawford or the truck or all four? What? What? Did I just hear you say that? What? I, it's, I he said is, he is beat red. <laughs> FYI, he is beat freaking red. It's true, though. It's like you're, you're telling, you have to pick between two supermodels. <laughs> all I'm saying is that TRX is the better vehicle right now, and We're it interjected. Hold, stop, stop, stop. We are deeply sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. Yep. You sure are, Holman. <laughs> We're sorry. One more. We're sorry. What am I sorry for? <laughs> what did I say? You were just talking about I said between driving t- women or something no, like that. You know I, I mean? said like- it's like talking about the difference between choosing two supermodels mm-hmm. and oh, saying Cindy God. Crawford's the uglier of the two because she has a mole. We, we heard that. You guys, I have missed you. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. I, I have. I have missed our time together. The Raptor and the TRX are two supermodels. We get it. The TRX is just a little you, sexier you, you right now. You just said it poorly. I said it the way that it came out of my mouth. And I'm sure by uh, 147 episodes, and if you include our bonuses, 152 or something at this mm-hmm. point, or 155, mm-hmm. the listeners understand. They know yeah. what I'm saying. Emmy knows Look, what I'm saying. I do. I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. And and here's the thing. When when we can get that TRX in the, uh, in the press fleet, Rivian has said that they want to make sure that I get into the next upgraded version of it like our truck was the very very first truck that came off their production line so like yeah it's off the production line but i mean it's still not fully baked at all so they want to give me the the next iteration of it so are you doing we'll dishes right now what the hell what's what's going on I'm, like I'm getting a diet dr pepper out of the fridge and so when i get one out i have oh, to put one in it sounded no. like you had like a pot and you were banging it with a wooden spoon did she say diet dr yeah, pepper that's a, that's a thing. no she this knows. is and the spoon. Dude, that was painful. Stop that. Why are you banging on the podcast? <laughs> what's wrong with you, Emmy? Oh, my God. That's what's... what we need. We need a what's wrong with you, Emmy, from Wait. Alice. Hang on. 
Uh, all right. You know what? I can't. I can't do this anymore. Ra- well, hold I, you on. Know what, you know what? No. What are you hold doing? Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper is so good. Oh, and I was deciding that I was going to not have one, and now just... Okay, hold on. on. This is him walking out into... Why would he not have one today? I'm not going to allow <laughs> Emmy Hall... He went out to the fridge, and he got one. I'm not going to allow Emmy Hall to come on my podcast <laughs> and be disrespectful with that diet, low-octane Dr. Pepper crap. So, Emmy, this one's for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so nice. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. wait, wait. Oh, shh, shh. Can we drink together? Oh, wait, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what that tastes Did you hear the angels? <laughs> mm. Right out of that can. Hold on, hold on. I don't drink very well. Oh, that's gross. It's like ASMR. <laughs> oh, oh, I missed you. Oh, that's so good. Oh. That's so good. My buddy, Emmy, you know, I should post that picture of you and I with, uh, I think we are in Arizona. I have a uh, Dr. Pepper in my hand, and you have a Diet Dr. Pepper in your hand, and we're both happy. Well, probably. Oh, man, this tastes it's like crack, dude. It's so good. It's so good. All the right, best is in the that. morning when you get up and, like, you're ma- you haven't brushed your teeth yet, and you're like, ooh, it feels so gross, and then, like, you have your first swig you of Diet Dr. Pepper. just wash it down, pepper. yeah. It's so, it's so acidic. Oh, it just so it, it, it cleans your teeth because oh. it's so, uh... Yeah, Did you know the inside so of me is brown? I'm just caramel coated. So <laughs> the whole inside, dude. They're they're gonna I was gonna donate my body to that uh that that traveling body display that they have. Yeah, with sure. the plastic in your veins and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except they said I I, I wasn't natural enough. <laughs> <laughs> you could take someone could take Holman's intestines out and snap them like a dry twig. No. <laughs> they could take them out and they would be all gummy and, and, and coated. I all I can tell you is that every time I think it's bad for me, mm-hmm. that lady comes up and she's 99 years old and she's had a doctor, eight Dr. Peppers a day for you know 50 years right. and she's alive and kicking. And I'm like, girlfriend, we're, can't be we're good. Oh, I mean, you could say the same thing for Keith Richards, who's done heroin for most of his life. You know what I mean? Did, that's maybe next level. I'm not going to get into <laughs> heroin. This is <laughs> I have to have a vice, right? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't smoke. I hardly ever drink. I don't do drugs. Yeah, I mean, like, I, mean I, I, I agree I with you. I drive too fast. My my you know, vices are off roading, Dr Pepper, cigars, barbecue, Wiener Schnitzel. This podcast you got a lot with, of vices uh, with lightning. Uh, I mean, I could go on shooting guns. Oh, like, yeah. shooting gun. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wiener schnitzel, God, you guys, that is so terrible. Oh, you, oh. you want a chili cheese dog right now, don't you? Wait a minute, no, that's where she taps out. I don't. <laughs> She's with us every step of yeah. the way, except for Wiener schnitzel. schnitzel. <laughs> oh, Emmy, let's uh, change the topic real quick here. We okay. are putting together, we don't know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. In the next 90-ish days, uh, we're going to do a listener meetup in the desert, and we'd love you oh, okay. to participate. I don't know that that's true. Why Why are we saying that that's happening when we haven't even discussed it once since the last time we ended our show with that? I'm doing it, so you're going to need to partake. 90 days, so wait, that's November, December, January? Correct. So like January something? At some point, we're going to do a listener meetup, and we want <laughs> you to be there. Let's not peg a date. Let's just say, in the okay. future, we're, we're going to- In Emmy, the near, this quarter, the, in the coming no, quarter. No, 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 Don't, yes. no. No, no, no. Yes. Emmy, here's the deal. What we were discussing was that we would go out to the middle of nowhere, provide GPS coordinates with okay. a new product from Decked, full of t-shirts and Dr. Pepper. And, and Diet Dr. Pepper. If you come, sure. And we would okay. do some sort of giveaway of our swag and this decked product out in the middle of nowhere, maybe out of the back of a Nissan Titan. Are you in? Yeah, totally. I'll bring Buddy. And yes. if you're the only person who shows up, you can take this particular product home, although it might overwhelm Buddy a little bit. It's as oh, big as Buddy. Oh, no. <laughs> Buddy can do anything. 
<laughs> I want to ride in Buddy. I do. I do want to go for rides. Absolutely. I have a really sick um, bucket list dream of uh, of being in a off road Miata. Well, now with this suspension, I think I can jump it safely. I'll watch <laughs> you jump think. it and make sure it survives, and then then I'll go with you. I mean, I might break a control arm. Like that might that might happen, but they're still stock. The control arms are still stock. So I'm gonna roll with the with stock until I break them, and then I'll upgrade. All right. How about our super secret location that we met last time? Somewhere near oh, there. Oh yeah, that was fun. Okay. All right. I can do that. I can do that. All right. Well, we'll let you know as soon as it's actually in stone, and then you can make sure it works for your in your calendar. Plus, we have to clear all the COVID stuff, and just it's no. There's well, no, there's no COVID in the desert. Uh, there, people meeting up. There is when your company finds out about it because no. you're on a podcast um, that they own. Nope, they will find out about it afterwards. after, yeah, and then That's we will correct. be. Fine. Yeah, no, you have no. to you have to ask for permission. Well, you Not know, I wasn't for, yeah. able to actually go. I never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I had. to. I had to. I had to get permission to oh, go yeah. on the Rebel Rally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're we're in the same boat over here right now. That's why, you know, Lightning, who works for somebody else, who doesn't understand the internal structure of such things at the moment, I'm trying to trying to temper the expectations a little bit. We're going to do it, but we have to do it at a time and place. You do it that on a sense. Saturday. You do it on a, on the weekend on a day that you're not working. Right. So then we can't use the podcast Instagram or any of that. So you have to follow us at <laughs> at Sean P Holman. At LBC Lightning, at MMM Motorsports. Yeah, but I think I, I got to change it. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, just yeah, to MMM Buddy. No, to JFF Racing. Just finish. Oh yeah. Okay. Not only did you finish, you got sixth after a tiebreaker. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm pretty happy with it. Because literally, you guys, we didn't know what was going to happen. Like we were like, this is a giant experiment. Like I don't know, I I don't know. Like we we expanded it somewhere. I didn't know what the truck was going to do. Like I'd been in the truck for like three hours ahead of time. I literally had no idea. The fact that we were able to get it across the finish line and finish every day was fantastic. Well, we're happy you're alive. We're happy that uh, that you scooped uh, us on that, and uh, we're uh-huh. happy you got sixth sixth place. That's pretty awesome. Oh, you Thanks. Know, we're not we're not Can even I- better. We're we're happy for our friends, Emmy. We, lo- we oh, love you. Well, wait. Can I? Can I? Can I brag for Lynn for a minute? Because yes. she was in the Nissan Frontier. Yes. They were the only truck. That Frontier was the only truck to make it up to the top of Oldsmobile. Damn right. Had all that Nismo stuff on it. I know. And so she I beat was you. Super stoked. So. And she did. And they beat us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For, so no. sh- shout out to our friend uh, Lynn Woodward, who uh, who's been on the show, and she came uh, pre rebel to talk about all the good Nismo stuff. We have to have her back on because I want to talk about how that truck performed out there as well. Well, and we don't know exactly yeah. what Nismo products they put on. I mean, we, she, she gave yeah, us a little do. smattering, but... Yeah, trucktrend.com, fourwheeler.com. There's a story about it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also have one other little piece of news that like has nothing to do with trucks. Okay. I got a seat for the Baja 1000 this year. Who are you riding with? What? I'm driving uh, a leg for sixteen sixty two. Julie Boyer is the ju- is the driver of record. Sixteen sixty two. Going- that's a VW buggy class. I know. Are you trying to die? <laughs> that's what my class is. That's what my race car is. I know, but, but- the pro- the point isn't to go into somebody else's race car that's like yours. The point is to go into somebody else's <laughs> race car that's way better than yours. <laughs> Come on, you've been doing this. You're long supposed enough. to get into a trophy truck, <laughs> exactly. Aren't you? No, yes. no, no. I'm so excited though. So, well, congrats. So Julie's she's in the run for the championship. So she's got a team of people. I don't know what leg I'm going to do yet, uh, but I should probably get like. 150, 200 miles. Wow, look at you. All it's, right. It's far, dude. I'm pro- I'm going to be so sore, but it's yeah. going to be good. Yeah, you just, it'll be an leave day before and after. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All right, my friend. Well, so, yay. Thanks for uh, going 
gracing us with your presence yep. once again. I'm glad Thank we were able you to guys. Talk Congra- to you. Congratulations yeah. on both yeah, uh, debuting the information about the Rivian and getting seat time and in sixth place. It's all it's all good, good, yeah. good. Thanks, you guys. If you uh, if listeners would like to read more about it, it is on uh, theroadshow.com. Just search for Roadshow Rivian on the Googles, and it will come right up. We've got um, a story, plus a bunch of pictures, and then Rivian is putting together a film of some sort, and they're going to debut it at the Laguna Beach Film Festival. Nice. In like okay. no, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm well, probably hey. getting off as a total idiot, but we'll see. All I can say is uh, put a good word in for the uh, podcast because we've only had them on once, and we'd love to have somebody. Hey, hey now wait a minute. On. In all seriousness, Emmy, I assume you're going to be down there when they do that uh, the film debut. Yeah, I hope so. I yeah. I would. I mean, personally, it's lightning. I would like to go. So if you can figure out a way to weasel me in, I would enjoy that. Oh, and do it, you want to be my plus one? I would love to. Oh, okay. We'll see what happens. <laughs> My wife might have something to say about it, but oh, you're, a, a your wife doesn't care because clearly she, she she's care. like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. okay, you're out of my you're out of my hair for a while. And B, uh, you know what I just heard Emmy say? Plan C. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, uh, well, yeah. If you don't have another uh, plus one, you know, uh, count me in. Uh, uh, all right, you guys. All, all right. right, we'll talk oh. to you talk to you soon, my friend. Thank well, you so much, and uh, again, congrats on uh, all the success. All right, love you guys, Mina, and have a good show. Right, thanks, bye. <laughs> bye. I love Emmy. Have I said that before? She is the best. She doesn't love me, though. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, she invited you on a date-ish. I thought she was totally clowning me. Do you think she would actually invite me? Uh, yeah, if she had uh, uh, guys A through Z say no, mm. she knows that she's got a sure thing. I would totally. Emmy, if you're listening, I'm dead serious. I, I would go. I would love to go. I'd be honored, and we'd have fun. All right. Enough about Emmy. Let's get on with uh, oh, some emails. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. Email time. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. <laughs> Who's going first? You or me? Holman you. or Lila? Oh, go. Lightning. All Lightning. you. Go. Okay. All right, the subject line is Ridgeline from Lars. Guys, don't even go there. That thing won't ever be a truck to me. You guys are slipping, Lars. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's you're slipping. Yeah, I just said it looks more trucky. I yeah, I don't I don't know what I said. I don't care what I said. It's not a truck. Oh, now it's going to be not a truck? I don't like the heat. I'm getting historical uh, revisionist mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. Uh, good morning. This one's from Ben. Nope, you missed. Did this was from Ben. Good morning, yeah. Lighting and Holman. Wanted to start off by saying I'm a big fan of the show. Started listening to you guys a couple years ago to pass time. Cutting the lawn, and I haven't stopped since. I want to pick up an older truck to fix up with my kids, six-year-old boy and seven-year-old girl, so that we can learn how to be shade tree mechanics together. Teach them how things fit together and work, problem-solving, patience, etc. I'd like to use it to explore some of the wilderness out in central Pennsylvania and the Poconos, but other than that, it would be a weekend warrior mulch hauler. My first thought was to find a 99 Ranger, handle any of the deferred maintenance issues, and throw in an R2.8 and an NV4500 on some 33s with 410s and a 3-inch body lift. Um, that sounds like a little bit more than a shape and dream mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Sounds cool. Pretty hardcore. Uh, my wife informed me that she doesn't really like how Rangers look and would prefer something newer looking in the driveway. I really want to leave the R2.8 option open, so that casts my search at 99 model years. Do you think I'm on the right path with a 98-99 Ranger? Should I be looking at something else? GMT-400, GMT-800, 9th Gen F-150, 10th Gen F-150 are all trucks that came to mind. 
Project Goals, easy to work on in my garage with excellent support and parts availability. Low budget project, 8K or under 8K purchase. Leave engine swap options open. Keep the wife happy. Maybe just visit our friends at California Car Cover to keep it hidden. Uh, thanks for everything you guys do. Lightning, sorry you had to deal with quarantine COVID test. That sounded like a bummer. Keep up the good work and five stars. I, I, I didn't know you were actually going to do that. Are you going to announce like five stars? Like as if we're doing a five star segment? Keep up the good work and five stars. Okay. Well, I'll do it. Hold on. Five-star review! Five-stars! Uh, R2.8, to me, isn't an uh, engine for a GMT anything. Nope. That's uh, not the Too right small. fit. I mean, they're awesome in, like, uh, older Jeeps and stuff like that, and uh, Range Rovers of a certain uh, generation, maybe a Tacoma pickup or uh, some other Toyota pickup truck. Might be interesting. Um, I wouldn't put an uh, I saw one in a C10. Be cool in a C10. Yep. I mean, under 8K, that doesn't leave you a lot of truck unless you get something that the engine's destroyed on and it's just the shell. But then the problem with those newer vehicles is you have all the wiring and gauges to make work right, and just it's not a that's not fun. It's not a budget. Nah, it's a lot. It's a lot of work for a truck like that. Um, Shade tree mechanic. I mean, R R two point eight. I mean, it's it's. Great in a Jeep. It's so not the, the thing best is, engine in he, a bigger. Here's the thing, size. though. He's he's excited about that engine, and he's just desperate to put it in something. And it needs to haul mulch. I guess I guess a Ranger would be fine. I don't know. I just it feels like it's a '99 is awfully new to mm. make everything work. I mean, I know he's doing it because of emissions. I don't know, Ben. Uh, you don't have any I don't, answers. I don't tell you. I don't have any yeah. answers on this one. Yeah, weak sauce. We came up uh, empty, empty-handed there. I think that should be the womp, womp, womp. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh, okay. Empty-handed. I just uh, I just don't know. I, I got to put some thought behind that because I don't know if you want to mix that engine. It should be like a mid-sized truck. It shouldn't be a full-size truck. Okay. A ridgeline has a place is an interesting subject line from our friend Kevin G. He wrote a uh, – this is a passage from a Bible. This is long, so I'll do it <laughs> okay. as quickly as I can. Uh, Jabuble and Hubba Bubba. Yeah. While I was never a fan of the first generation Ridgeline, when the second generation hit the market, it picked my interest. I feel it fills a niche that has been neglected by most manufacturers in recent years. A little background. I'm a full-time semi-owner operator and a part-time farmer. There's always a ton of maintenance going on. I work out of the farm shop at my dad and mom's place. Uh, so when we need to run parts, do we take my 04 Ram 2500 quad cab flatbed or my dad's 14 Ram 2500 quad cab short bed or the farm's Beater 98 Ram 1500? Nope. We take my mom's 2011 Mercury Mariner. The Mariner replaced my dad's 92 S10 and my 94 Dakota as the go-to parts getter after they were deemed no longer roadworthy. So... We have the full-size trucks if something large needs to be picked up, but oftentimes is of the essence when repairs are needed in the busy season. So the smaller vehicles just seem to make the trips to town much quicker. They're easier to maneuver and park and just seem to zip through traffic better. Dad's fourth-gen Ram is massive when compared to the farm's second-gen. The new Ford Ranger and Chevy Colorado are roughly the same size and capability as the half-tons two or three generations ago. What I really miss are mini-trucks. Mom's Mariner is great, but what it lacks is a bed. 
While I don't think the Ridgeline would be a great primary vehicle for anyone other than a townie to make trips to the home improvement store. So what I really miss are mini trucks. Mom's Mariner is great, but what it lacks is a bed. And while I don't think the Ridgeline would be a great primary vehicle for anyone other than a townie to make trips to the home improvement store or haul athletic equipment, I do think a lease turn-in would be an excellent and economical secondary vehicle to have to fill the gap between it won't fit in mom's trunk and the only parking spot this fits in is a mile away. So he's kind of rationalizing the size of the ridgeline. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. No. Keep monitoring those parameters. And keep the suckage meter down. Guys, I seen the suckage meter. You've pinned the needle on this episode. Five stars as always, buddy. Five star review. Five stars. Thanks, Kevin. Got a uh, email from Jeremy Delzer that says sealed fart tube. Lightning Wait, what, 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 what? Sealed fart tube. Okay. Is that a submarine? Lightning and Holman. This is a slow response to my last email. Y'all read in episode 121, I think. First, I have a question pertaining to transmissions. Do we see an end to the increasing amount of gears that are made available to consumers? We've all driven the three and four speeds of yesteryear, but now we're traveling eight or ten speeds. One day, will we all succumb to our electric overlords and only have a single speed? What are your thoughts, and uh, what's embargoed for what is next? Uh, okay, I'll answer uh, I don't know anything that's more than ten speed, and I guarantee you that whatever EV vehicles come out will be less than that. Yeah, yeah. Second, I have a couple of lists for y'all to debate. First one, fast food. One, Culver's. Two, Whataburger. Three, In-N-Out. Should be uh, one in and out, two Culvers, and three Whataburger. I would agree with that, but you didn't. I, I completely forgot to tell you this. When I was in Chicago, yeah. I stopped at a Culvers, and it was great. I told you. No, I was there with you at a Culvers. Remember? No, I know, but I'm saying that you went. It was so good. You're out on your own, and you went and did it again. I sure did, and you liked it. I loved it. It's better than Whataburger. It is definitely better than Whataburger. It's not our in and out, but it's good. I will say that it's my new favorite thing on the road that I can't get at home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed. So right. I second that. Uh, gas stations. Number one, uh, Bucky's. Number two, Wawa, or three, Flying J. Uh, I'm going to say Flying J because I got the clean uh, restrooms. Yep. Although yep. With, I uh, agree. the high traffic pattern, they're usually uh, warm toilet seats Ew. in my personal That's gross. experience. Way better when it's ice cold. Yeah, just because you don't know that that guy that just passed you in the hallway might have been doing his business a few <laughs> no. minutes ago. Uh, <sighs> and he says, uh, here's a list for podcasts he enjoys. Number one. <laughs> I just got like the shivers down my spine. That's so <laughs> gross. Yeah, and he totally visualized that guy, and he was wearing yeah. flannel, wasn't he? Oh, I looked down, and there was a pube on the floor. I uh, I visualized him, and he had uh, jeans, mm-hmm. uh, belly like yours, mm-hmm. uh, flannel. Belly like mine? What about yours? And a vest. And he had like... Um, Trucker boots, uh-huh. except that one pant leg was tucked into a sock because he didn't pull his pants. You forgot yeah. a part. Um, On his belt, he missed yeah. a loop. <laughs> he did yeah. miss a loop. Yeah. Uh, podcast that I enjoy, number one, the Truck Show Podcast. Oh, it's very generous. So we're the only you. ones on his list, so I appreciate okay. that. He says, my lists are final, and I do not have any California pompousness <laughs> affecting my decisions. <laughs> says, uh, finally, I've attached some picks for y'all's entertainment. Holman, I know you have affinity for aircraft. Yes, I do. So I hope you enjoy my work truck, and it looks like it is a... Uh, KC-10 extender. I don't know what that is. That's a uh, DC-10-based uh, aerial refueling platform. Oh. It's a tanker, in uh, in other words. Uh, he says, y'all were in the ballpark on guessing what my job was, but maybe the picks can help clarify. Maybe one day, like the Navy lieutenant, I can hide some stickers in places that will never be seen. Uh, in Lightning, I attached pick 
uh, something you'd enjoy, my 2004 Chevy Silverado SS bagged on 24s. Let me see that. And on a sound note, it's hit 140-plus decibels with the 215s that are tubbed into the cab. I could go on uh, wow. about the truck, but I don't want to bore you all. As always, love the podcast, fellas. And five stars. Five star review. Five stars. And that's from Jeremy. So I am loving his. Uh, I'm loving his work truck. Yeah, his truck here. No, his no, no, work, no, the truck. work truck. Oh, that's good looking. Thank you for sending that. I'm going to have nice dreams tonight. Asking a lot is the subject line from Mr. Jacob Boone. The only way buying a Titan will feed you guys for a year is with that four-year-old fruitcake. After mixing with your guys, uh, Dr. Pepper's stomach acid it will just keep you full for the rest of the year. Uh, I'm not eating another one. Nope. Uh, well, maybe. If Nissan came out and presented to us officially, I'd, uh, I'd eat I some. might. I might. Yeah. All right. This one for How everybody. stale and how, like, hey, how, hey, stop, how, how. Stop interrupting. This is one you want to hear. Oh. Gonna kind of defend lightning is the title. I don't believe it. Uh, this is from our buddy Trevor. <sighs> can't believe I'm reading this. So I may be sticking my neck out here to defend lightning on this one, but as I'm catching up on episodes on a drive back from Portland to the Bay, I started counting F-150s. Now, before <laughs> I tell you what I saw, let me try and clarify what I believe to be lightning's point. What he means by modified is, at 70 miles per hour from the opposite side of the freeway at a glance, can you tell if it's modified or not? Oh, interesting. No, you're saying that because he just explained what you what will help prove you your You know that I have difficulty articulating my Everything. feelings. No, my feelings. I'd agree with you, holy man, that 15% or whatever is a bogus number and he's wrong, but to get what Lightning is saying can maybe support him on it. I Keep reading. So in about the time it took you two to argue about it, I saw seven F-150s. One had a ski or Yakima-style rack. The other six appeared stock from the glance I saw on the other side of the five and looked like three of them were company work trucks. For further data, I think I saw four to five GMs and one of them was totally stanced, bro, with some Carolina squat and <laughs> clapped out ball joints. One of them looked like it had factory. By the way, that is modified. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm going to go see clapped out ball joints. They're playing uh-huh. at the, uh, the glass house. One of them looked like it had factory style black wheels. The rest looked stock. I saw three Rams, I think, including one that's pacing me now. That's about a foot taller than my level Duramax. Probably a foot wider, too, and it keeps occasionally burping coal at me as if I got any closer, you'd probably call it a Cummings. So I get what Lightning is saying, but he's wrong on the numbers. You see more stock F-150s on the road probably because there's more of them, period. However, that's what I'm saying. One interesting thought is forums. I know of a more highly active GM forum than I do Ford ones. Or within one forum that covers all, Pirate, for example, the Chevy section is way more active than the Ford section. So I don't really know what my point is anymore. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> and it, wait, more importantly, he was he was writing that while driving. Probably. That is, <laughs> and then he gave up. You know, it's funny that's that dangerous, buddy. It's funny he took a position of possibly uh, supporting you, and then completely gave it up by the time he got through. His, no, you know, no, he had it's completely not like given he it up. Deleted he just, the he email. Just, he just softened. No, 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 no. It's like he was dejected by the time he went to hit send. <laughs> Your show is fantastic. Five stars is the email subject line from Jude. Love your show, guys. Um, you are fun to listen to, and you guys have great info, and I see Ford F-150s customized a lot. Well, <laughs> uh, Jude. Thank you. Thanks for writing in. I don't appreciate that. So, Holman, before we get Tim Miller on the horn uh, and talking about hot rods and handguns and Surf City Garage, yep. I wanted to play this uh, quick intro, which I thought was pretty cool. They've got it on their website. Passion is a word that we used often without a full understanding of its true meaning. Some people confuse passion with hard work or financial success, but neither are related. 
Passion is a force inside us that without conscious thought drives us in a relentless pursuit of a goal. I have spent my entire career designing and building other people's dreams. The projects have been varied, some easy and others hard, but I've always pursued their goals with equal passion. Now it's my turn to fulfill my own dream. Welcome to Hot Rods and Handguns. Wait, what? Hot Rods and Handguns? So, cars and guns? What you're not seeing, the visuals of this teaser video for Hot Rods and Handguns. At hotrodsandhandguns.com. Is amazing, and here's why. It's Hot Rods, of course. A lot of neon in the background. It's him holding, I think, what, like a 45? He's cocking it. He does have a 1911 uh, club within the club. He's got a nice Rolex okay, hold on. on. We, we hold I'm it. just saying, like, right. it's everything that men love People in are, this yes. one little video right here. All right, let, let's call Tim. So mm-hmm. Tim Miller is the founder of Hot Rods and Handguns. He is an automotive enthusiast. Now, what makes you and, say that? An entrepreneur. The, the, the 130 cars in his warehouse? All right, there's, there's <laughs> lots to cover. So let's give Tim a call. All right. Mr. Tim Miller, it's Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? Great. How are you? We are fantastic. We have a quick intro, so don't move. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? Quit your job and get a loan. And don't let anyone tell you you can. Go into debt and don't look back. Don't worry, there will always be another crappy job. This is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Now, Holman, <laughs> that might be the worst I, intro Tim's ever I, heard. Well, I don't, I don't feel good about that intro for him because he's <laughs> he's stately. He's a man of cause, and here's a us successful with that, businessman. And here's us with our stupid little uh, entrepreneur intro. But I don't know. It's all we have. I'm sorry about that, Tim. <laughs> so, uh, so Tim, uh, we were just talking uh, before we called you about your uh, your your passion for automotive. Uh, how you. Uh, came into, uh, I guess we want to cover your Surf City Garage, and then now sort of, uh, I guess it would be your gift not only to the uh, the automotive and gun enthusiasts, but the gift to yourself. And the gift to men everywhere. Yeah, it's certainly uh, shaping up to be a fun place to hang out, for sure. So I found out about it through uh, through social. I, I live in Huntington Beach, and uh, I am a uh, you know lifetime uh, uh, resident there, and Kept seeing these little things for this uh, "quote unquote" country club that were a country club <laughs> that was coming in, and uh, I, you know, being a, a automotive and a uh, and a firearms fan, was looking at the things online. And I'm going, where is this place? And I found out it's a mile and a half from my house. So I went, uh, tell me more. I did the research, and uh, Tim, I'm one of your first members. Is that true? Did you actually sign uh, I up? Am. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Well, I welcome aboard. I, I really appreciate that. You know, it's uh, it's amazing to me how many uh, car people are also gun people. Uh, recreational firearms kind of runs in the same circles, I guess. So it seemed like a natural evolution for me. Yeah, heck yeah. And, and I want to get to the amenities of the club in a minute just to talk about um, what you're doing over there. But first, I want to give everybody a little bit of a, a background about you and uh, people maybe ask, okay, why is Tim on the uh, the Truck Show podcast? Wait, well, are, we, are we going back in time? Yes. We need our uh, time machine music there. Yeah, we do need time machine <laughs> music. Okay. So, uh, so Tim, you've basically been in commercial construction and and have been pretty successful at that and have made a a, a nice living doing that. But you 
were also an automotive enthusiast and have quite the car collection, which sort of turned into Surf City Garage, which then turned into detailing products out of Surf City Garage. And it really all started with your, was it your dad's 58 Chevy pickup truck? Yeah, that's right. And I'm still still a uh, automotive enthusiast after all these years. I've been a car guy my whole life. Uh, my first car was a 67 GTO. And, uh, you have good taste. My uh, Thanks. My dad's 58 truck, uh, first brand new vehicle he ever bought uh, in 1958. I was three years old at the time. And uh, I can still remember riding in the back of that truck. You couldn't do that now, but uh, <laughs> riding in the back of the truck with the, my other brothers and sisters. And it's, it's been in the family ever since. I, uh, I used to work for my dad in the construction business, and that was my company truck when I was 16 years old. I'd uh, drive that truck to, out to the job sites. I learned how to drive in that truck. And so it, it, it really has been a part of me and part of the family for all this time. At any point, Tim, did you did someone in the family consider getting rid of it, like selling it, or was that never an option? It's kind of a, a, an odd thing. My, uh, I was a, the last one to drive that truck in my in my dad's business. By the time I left the business, uh, the truck was old and tired, and uh, he had plenty of newer vehicles and so he retired that truck then uh he retired and moved back to oklahoma where we're originally from and he had at the time in his business he probably had 50 trucks and he sold every one of them except for the 58 and i think just the sentimental value of it being his first new new truck uh he put it on a trailer took it to oklahoma said he was going to one day restore it back to its former glory you know how how that goes. He set it outside of the barn, and the years go by, and he never got around to it. My uh, when my dad passed away, my my mother actually uh, gave the truck to a neighbor. No, and, no, we don't like this part no, of the story, no, no, Tim. No. And this yeah, is we're talking about I a '58 Chevy Stepside, correct? Right, right. And uh, when I found out about it, we started looking for it. Well, the neighbor had traded it to another neighbor and uh, my brothers looked for it for about a year and a half. They finally found it. They called me up one day and said, Hey, we found dad's truck. Uh, You want to buy it? And I said, sure. But how do you know it's dad's truck? It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of old 58 rusted up uh, Chevy pickups, especially in Oklahoma. I said, well, we opened the glove box and it's not only got the original California pink slip that my dad signed, but it's got my last time card in it. No oh, wow. Way. <laughs> now, you have since taken the truck and done a complete restoration, right? This goes back about 20, 20 plus years uh, when we brought it back from Oklahoma to restore. You're probably uh, a little young to go back that far with uh, car restorations, but it's not the same as it is now. You could go on a computer and have a crate engine brought to you from Amazon. Back then, it was tough. And so uh, I wanted to resto mod the truck as much as I liked the original. Uh, they're just not much fun to drive. You couldn't really get parts that readily available 
uh, like crate engines that would work with computers and, and so on. So, And by that time, you're probably uh, finding things like trim and stuff like that pretty difficult to come across, I would imagine. Uh, pretty much impossible. Uh, you, had, you had to scour the junkyards uh, back back at that time. And uh, this truck was in pretty bad shape. So I had to, I wound up having to get a complete new 58 truck uh, from somebody else that uh, I took the parts off of it because I wanted to keep my dad's all original. But I did want a, a nice drivetrain. And uh, I lucked out. A friend of mine works for a Chevrolet dealership. And this was uh, 2000. He called me up and said that he had a perfect donor car. It was a brand new Corvette, less than 100 miles on it. And some 18-year-old kid borrowed it from his dad. Oh. Uh, didn't hurt him, didn't hurt the car much, but the body was completely shot. So I bought it and took the entire drivetrain front to back and put it in this truck. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. You know what's funny is it's 2020 now, so this is probably 20 years ago, and that's still a cool swap. I mean, I would say... You were probably ahead of your time in making that decision back then. You know, a funny story on that. Uh, there's a company called Street and Performance in Arkansas. They're pretty well the gurus in computerized uh, engine swaps. Well, back then, they didn't even have a program for uh, swapping uh, an engine. You had to have the the complete drivetrain. I mean, even the even the tilt steering column out of the car because it was all talking to each other through a computer. And that's changed now, but it, it was pretty ahead of its time. What was the original drivetrain that was in the truck when it was brand new? It had a straight six, uh, 235, and a three-speed transmission. That's awesome. Uh, now, okay, so you've gotten the truck restored. It's got a Corvette drivetrain in it. If I were to head over to uh, Surf City Garage and pop open the glove box, is your time card still there? <laughs> You you, you got it laminated, right? Pretty close. It's in a frame. That, <laughs> okay, good. My, my, uh, my original pink slip is is actually in a frame. That's that's awesome. So where where's the you know I guess in the hierarchy of cars you've got quite a quite an amazing collection. Where does the truck sit? How often do you get out to drive it? Do you have any other trucks in the collection, or is it mostly muscle cars and things like that? You know, over the years I've had quite a few trucks because I, I drive a truck every day uh, being in the construction business it's just a lot more practical for me but on the on the weekends I'm really a, I've got a lot of different cars I mean all muscle cars but I keep coming back to the Pontiacs the GTOs uh, I've grew up with them and so I understand them I, I know them inside and out they've always got a soft spot for me i'm dying to know what you drive what's your daily what what truck is this are you a are you still a chevy guy are you ford f-350 are you got a ram 3500 what is it no i drive a uh, chevrolet uh, high country oh there you that's go. totally the foreman's truck too is it a uh, <laughs> is it a 1500 you still not, driving a heavy duty he's not a foreman he owns the freaking company well that's what i'm saying it's 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 not the average guy the average right. guy's not taking a high country to the to the job site sure that's the boss's truck no, it's a it's a half ton. Um, I have a uh, a heavier duty truck that I pull a boat with, but uh, the half ton's a lot more comfortable when I drive around town. Let's talk about your, uh, I guess, 
how Surf City Garage started because I think that's still a part of the story of how you got to today and uh, maybe explain how it got started and, and what it is. And I think the first time I ever saw Surf City Garage was not from driving you know, by where you guys are or seeing it in town. It was a big old booth at SEMA, and I went, Surf City, wait a minute, those that, that's that's my neck of the woods. Well, what, and I'm curious, chicken or the egg, what came first, the car collection or the car care products? Like, How did that work? So it was definitely the car collection, and that's out of necessity. Uh, Surf City came along. That, again, goes back, I don't know, 15 years or so. And at the time, you know, we're restoring cars. I've got two or three cars under restoration pretty much all the time. And my guys were coming to me and saying, hey, you know, I'm going down to, to Pep Boys or AutoZone. Uh, I'm, I'm picking up what's available. And it's, you know, we're spending a lot of your time and money on paint jobs on these cars. But, uh, you know, we need better stuff to put on there. And as luck would have it, I knew a couple of guys that we're looking to start uh, what they call a patent blending house, which is their chemists. They come up with their own formulas, they patent them, and then they move along from that and uh, go to the next one. They needed a little help, and uh, I needed some products. So we struck a deal. They created over about a year, year and a half, they created about a half a dozen products that we could use on our own cars. I had no intentions of being in the, uh, the detail wax and polish business, retail or otherwise. I just wanted something to work on my own cars. And uh, they made some incredible products for me. Uh, gave them to me in little white bottles. Uh, I still have one on my desk that's got duct tape on it that says chrome polish. <laughs> uh, and we would give them to two friends and they would give them to two friends. And pretty soon, hey, you know, there's probably a business here. So... I like to think that Surf City kind of pushed the sleepy industry along because uh, after we put our products on the national store shelves, all the, the big guys, I'm just a guy from Huntington Beach, but all the big guys kind of stepped up their game too. So I think that the entire car community benefited from that. Well, how were the Surf City Garage waxes and polishes different at that time? Uh, was it, Or even today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's mostly back then it was, um, you know, everything comes down to price, right? And you, uh, you had a lot of economy things. If you wanted to buy an, a seriously uh, high concentration of a cleaning product like or, or a wax or a sealant, you know, you had to go to some boutique somewhere and you pay, you know, $50 a bottle for a pure carnauba wax. That just wasn't on the store shelves. You couldn't buy it anywhere. You could buy the, the, the five to $10 bottle, but that's not really what people were looking for. They, they just didn't know where to find it. And I think that by, uh, creating products that have a super high concentration of all the good stuff and a very low concentration of all the fillers makes a huge difference when you put it on your car. Why do you suppose that so many companies back then were cutting, were using all those fillers? Was there no, because there, there's been show cars. I, I would mean, guess meeting a price point, right? Or is it margin yeah. for them? Well, I don't, like, for example, no. my, I've told you before this, Holman, my, my grandfather and my father were in CHVA, California Historical Vehicle yep. Association. Yep. And they had a whole bunch of cars and, and stuff. And they were always trying, you know, all the his competitive brands, sure. right? And. There was nothing that really stood out, and I'm I'm just wondering. It, it sounds like there was a vacuum 
that Tim or, or a white space, you, a white space yeah. that you seized. And I don't know why the other ones didn't try it. So it's really uh, everyone has a capability. It's no big secret. There's no rocket science here. What it comes down to is money and retail. When you put a product on the retail store shelf, you're essentially renting that space and you have to sell a lot of product. So you have to be ever more competitive. And the only way to get competitive is to lower a price. And when you lower a price, something's got to go. And it just keeps on this this death spiral of a race to the bottom. And so after years and years of, of um, you know, buy, buy one, get three free kind of a thing, what do you think's in those bottles? There's not much product. Sometimes, in most cases, the bottles cost more than what was in it. I, you know, I've never thought of it that way, but that's that's absolutely uh, true when, no, I, when I, we think about it. I have heard that. Yeah, they're, they're basically giving the stuff away and selling the bottle. It is uh, his term, the race race to the bottom. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. And and when you start discounting products because you're trying to move more, at that point, it's just toilet paper. You're making one cent, you know, per roll, and you've got to sell sell ten million rolls. It's just what kind of business are you in? I'd rather be yeah, in the juice worth the squeeze. Yeah, I'd rather be in the Rolex business. Sell a lot fewer. Well, you know, it you know. really comes down to it's not fair to the consumer at all because uh, when I first started this. Uh, I remember sitting around a, a big conference table with all of the marketing people and saying, look, you know what really bothers me about this business is you've got some some teenage kid, which I used to be one, that uh, goes into a, a auto parts, and maybe he's got 20 bucks in his pocket uh, that he had to work for, and you're going to sell him something that's, uh, again, the, the bottle's worth more than what's in it. It just isn't fair to that guy. And so we, we took a chance. We put incredibly good products inside that bottle and uh, hope that other people you know, would recognize the difference. And lucky for me, they did. Well, and you guys have continued to, uh, to innovate. You've got your own ceramic detail spray now. Um, and I believe on the website, uh, you guys say that you are uh, the fastest growing detail brand uh, out there, uh, which I think is a pretty interesting part of that story. Uh, you can go to surfcitygarage.com and check out some of Tim's products on there. Uh, and you have some pretty cool apparel, by the way. I like your logo. It's very, very cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we're sold in 38 countries. and We're sold uh, nationally here in the United States. Did it surprise you, Tim, that it grew as fast as it did and as, as far and wide? Um, what surprised me really is how fast the other companies um, changed their program. Like I said, it was kind of a sleepy little uh, uh, category. And then some guy comes along and puts something worthwhile on the store shelf. But one thing, it's selling for twice as much money at the time uh, as all the other products. And uh, it was kind of a kind of an intrusive product. And so that surprised me that they, were able to shift gears so quickly and um, they break wanted, up the entire industry. They wanted to crush you like the cockroach that you were, Tim. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> no, you know what happened, though, is they're all there's only so much shelf space, and they're sitting there with a bunch of Volkswagen Beetles, and he pulls in, you know, with a with a high country. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. He pulls up next to him, and no, they're no, like— no. he pulled up on top of them. On top of them. Yeah, he, right. And he crushes them, right? And they're just <laughs> leaking all over the shelves, and he's like, <laughs> oh, like, no, but the guy's walking, like, yeah, I'll pay more for the high country. Yeah. And the, the, the you know, 
so that's a, I like that concept. We're like, no, we're just going to take the high road. We're going to charge more for it, and the marketing will will sell it, and, and the product will speak for itself. And are you still involved in Surf City Garage today, Tim? I am. I am. I I have some great people that that uh, run the day to day operations, but uh, I'm still very much involved. I I really enjoy the the innovative part. I like coming up with something that uh, maybe no one has thought of yet. Um, so that's that's where I spend most of my my time. I would imagine you probably meet some pretty uh, interesting people. It seems like um, car people, especially the ones that are collectors who appreciate the vintage and appreciate the history and, and are, are stewards of that vehicle or or are carrying the story of that brand inside. They like to talk to other people that are like-minded and, and share those stories. And I would imagine that you know, there's just something, uh, whether you're walking around the neighborhood and there's a guy waxing his old you know, 58 Chevy truck, for example, it seems like that's natural for those guys to meet up and start chatting. And It's an instant bond. Absolutely. Well, you know, interestingly enough, it's a good thing I drive a truck because I still have a case of product in my truck. And uh, when I'm driving around on a Saturday or whatever, going to work, if I see some guy that's uh, in his driveway washing his car, I always stop and give him a bottle. And this is something I've done from I love that. the first day. I mean, um, it is the same thing. All the energy drink companies, and then you get hooked on it. You're like, it's great. I need this. Okay, so what I need to do, since I literally live a mile and a half from uh, where, where Tim's uh, Tim's companies are, I just need to be out polishing more often on Saturdays in hopes that uh, Tim will be the wax and polish fairy and will come by and no, uh, hand me a, a little uh, bottle of magic. No, just coincidentally, you're out waxing and polishing your, your, uh, your truck in front of his house. That's what I need to do, yeah. <laughs> he walks out, he's like, who's this guy and why is he polishing well, I think I'll, I'll head over to Hot Rods and Handguns and just do it in the parking lot and say, no, I'm a member here. But he'll say, no, you have to use this wax product if you want to uh, do it in our parking Tim, lot. Tim, when, when did your your uh, love of cars turn from two cars into 130, <laughs> 130 cars? And when did it become a warehouse full of neon and something to rival Jay and Leno's a, collection? And, and a Shelby uh, dealership and a Texaco gas station and all those great things. You know, it's kind of by accident. Uh, you buy one car, and then, you know, while you're chasing parts for that car, you run across five more. And, uh, <laughs> Not one, five. Right. Rows there. You know, my, my real plan with the so-called collection is uh, I bought, I think, the first collector car that I actually would consider a collector car that I bought was a 58 Corvette. And I was going to restore it, and that was going to be my only car that uh, for my collection. And I even bought a single gas pump, and I even bought a single Chevrolet porcelain sign. And then I was going to be done. And I mean, but at that point, that's solid. <laughs> His plan didn't yeah. work with out those, too well. <laughs> with those two things in the car, you're already uh, the envy of all the guys in the neighborhood. Yeah, but you know, when you go out to Pomona and you walk through 15 miles of uh, – uh, of aisles looking for car parts and you just can't pass up, you know, some yeah. fixer upper on a trailer. And Hard not to fall up. in love. Yeah. I've, I've had, I have a 67 F 100 that's been on jack stands for about four years. So maybe yeah. one of these days we'll, uh, we'll get around to getting it's, it's, it back it's, on the road. It's, it's firing back up slowly. <laughs> also rest of You know, this, this reminds me of a friend of mine. You know uh, what it needs though? It needs well, some surf city products on it. Well, it probably does. It's got a little coat of dust on it. It does. And probably ash after today. No, it's, it's uh, inside. It's inside. Okay. We're good. Uh, yeah. I had a friend send me a, a thing where, you know, when you type into Google, it fills out the rest of the the uh, you know right. sentence for yeah, you. Yeah, that can be dangerous. So he sends me this picture, and it says, "Help! I 
A, and it filled in accidentally built a Jeep. And I'm a Jeep guy, right? <laughs> so he sends that to me. And, uh, Help, and I, I accidentally built a Jeep. Yeah. So Tim telling the story kind of reminds me of that side of it. And I wrote back today and said, no, Jeep building is by no accident, my friend. It takes deep pockets and lots of commitment. So that's a lot like Tim going into mm-hmm. Pomona and falling in love with all these uh, these beautiful cars that he has to give uh, rescue and give a good home to. Yeah, for those that don't know, Pomona, there's a, a monthly uh, show out at the Pomona Fairplex where they do NHRA drag racing, et cetera. And it's just swap it's a meet giant and, yeah. swap meet that's been going on for, I don't know, since the 80s? I don't know, a long forever. Time. And it's just, it go, it's, for, it's forever. It just yeah. goes forever. Yeah. And guys go out there at like 2 a.m. on Saturday, yeah. and it's just, it's insane. It's and, crazy. And it's, it show cars to like beat up wrecks. Everything's out there. Let's let's change gears a little bit, Tim. And then, when did you decide to pursue your real dream of putting all of your uh, all of your dreams into one with hot rods? Well, how and how about this? Yeah, or, or finally giving yourself not that 130 cars isn't giving yourself a present, but there's something special I think about the uh, the concept of hot rods and handguns that sort of takes all of your loves and comes full circle in in one neat package. Well, you know. It really comes down to, I've, I've been in the building business for 40 years, and I've built every shopping center that I want to build. I've built every grocery store. Uh, we specialize in grocery stores. I've built over 300 of them. And so at my, at my time in life, I just wanted to do something that was just the most fun thing I could think of. And uh, I had this big, beautiful building wanted to do something with it. So we relocated our corporate offices, uh, another building down the street, and I completely tore it apart and built my, kind of hate the term man cave, but that's kind of what it turned out to be. It's more like a man cavern, Tim, let's be honest. No, 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 no. It's a man castle. (laughs) Uh, I guess something like that. I mean, it's so I've been driving by because I'm excited for you guys to finally open. Obviously, with COVID and all that, it's kind of pushed some things back. But I, on my way to the freeway every day, I, you know, swing by and kind of see. And so I had uh, captured the day that the sign was going off, uh, was going up and being attached to the building and took a picture and posted it on Instagram. And I think Carrie saw it and, and, and shared it out. But it was like, yes, come on. It's like that. You know, we've talked about the, the old Mervyn's commercial open, open, open. Like that's me on the sidewalk just waiting for you guys to, to finally open up. I just. Honestly, I didn't really build it for myself. It's a fun place to hang out. But, uh, I get a. I've always got a kick out of all the people that come to see the cars. And we've got people from all over the world that will come on vacation, and they they make it a point to stop by year after year. Same same folks, and I've I've always kind of taken pleasure in that. Well, this is kind of the same thing. Guns are an important part of my life. I used to shoot competitively when I was younger, and I uh, still shoot uh, with my friends and family for fun, and there's so much right now there's i mean this is unlikely place um southern california to build something like this but tim we need you you're doing the lord's work right now we desperately need you (laughs) somebody needed to do it It somebody and and i'm glad i'm glad he said that because this would this wouldn't feel as out of the ordinary if it were in texas or arizona but doing it here we're in in, socal it's such a blue state and i will tell you in the northwest part of uh, Orange County, in southern LA County, where this is basically based, there aren't any new modern ranges. And so this is a big freaking deal because everything that Tim's done 
is state of the art. And so that's what initially kind of got me interested in. And well, Holman, th- tell me about what this is. And then I'm very interested to find out how our listeners can come down because it's membership only. So if they're hearing this, how do they get involved? How do they yep. enjoy it? So so Hot Rods and Handguns, and they have different levels of membership, which is, which is super cool. I'm in the entry level because I'm a poor automotive journalist, but damn it, I'm in. And uh, some of the things this this is what's cool. This is, are you like the copper level, not even bronze? No, no, I'm uh, a whale slither okay. level. Yeah, I'm the I'm the uh, I'm the stuff that uh, you know I'm I'm wax spray. You know, like when you uh, take the uh, polisher and the compound flies on the wall and splatters things. Yeah. that's that's the level of membership. Wow, that I is am. low, really low. Yeah, <laughs> really bottom of the um, barrel. No, as, here's what I was really impressed with. A, it, the name is Hot Rods and Handguns. So right there, I'm like, all right. I'm in. Whatever it yeah, is, whatever I'm it in. is, I'm in. Right. But what was cool is they have a and the there's going to be uh, what 25 or something like that. Tim, uh, local craft brews on tap there. You have a restaurant. I'm in. Yeah, right. I knew that would get you in. Yes. Um, State of the art gun range. A uh, uh, sit in cigar humidor. You know, so, I'm a big wait, cigar wait, guy. Wait, wait. Just pause. Pause. Here's okay. this is the timeout right. sign. Okay. Tim, how did you get? A, a liquor license with guns and cars. <laughs> what the what? That's what I'm telling you. What? This is amazing. He's a miracle worker. I know. He's in Southern California? Jesus has blessed him himself. Or is this in Austin? I don't understand. <laughs> this is where? In the 714 oh, area yeah. code? Huntington Beach, my friend. Right up from my, a mile from my house. All right, let, Tim, <laughs> how? So just for your listeners to make sure that uh, so you don't get any calls on this, yes, we do serve craft beer. We serve alcohol. We do have a cigar lounge. Uh, it's a fun place, but it's a deadly serious uh, uh, shooting range as well. Uh, I, I take guns pretty serious. But if you come there to uh, shoot and drink, um, you can do it in that order. But if uh, you have, uh, you go into the restaurant or you go into, we have two different bars. We've got an 1880s saloon. Uh, it's actually <laughs> so named awesome. after John I'm telling it's you. Called, it's called uh, Legendary Duke's uh, Saloon. And uh, we have uh, on the other end of the building, we have a 1940s themed, uh, aviation themed uh, bar that's uh, it's called the Flight Deck. We've got, I don't know, 30 or 40, something like that, uh, craft beers. But if you had the, a beer, um, you swipe your membership card and you get your beer. But it also automatically, through the magic of technology, it locks you out of the gun range for the rest of that. Which oh. I'm totally fine with because it still allows me to go to one place, I can have my cigar, I can shoot my 1911, and I can go have a beer and a burger. Or just break it up over different nights. I live down the street. Tim's not. That's Tim's gonna I'm be saying, tired of get up over different. He's yeah. gonna be like, "You're here too much. You actually need to get into another tier of membership." <laughs> like we were only expecting people like you to be here once a month, but you're here every we need day to limit you. So, so you I, mentioned the 1911. I was uh, yeah, that's huge. The club. Yes, we need to talk about so that. Inside the club, we have the 1911 club. Uh, I happen to be a huge fan of 1911s. Been collecting them for years. Uh, we've got about. 250, 275, something like that, uh, custom 1911s that are in this club on display. I'm sorry, I'm really excited. You should <laughs> yeah. have people cheering. Oh, you want that? Yeah, the crowd needs to go wild oh, because okay. this is really big. There we go. As a member. Hold on, they're still, they're still applauding, so Tim. As a member of uh, the club, you can come in and um, 
uh, it's not a place where you just look at them. You can point to one and uh, take it into the range, shoot it. Uh, these are guns that you can read about, but you can't actually own here in California. But it is completely legal for you to shoot them in a in a sanctioned uh, place like a, a shooting range. You just can't take them home. So it gives everybody an opportunity to shoot all these cool guns. They don't have to, one, they don't have to pay for them. And uh, two, they couldn't own them in California anyway. And I'm a huge 1911 fan. I've got one of my own. I think, uh, you know, if you could only own five guns, 1911 definitely has to be on the list. It's, yeah, it's sure. So, Tim, any training there or you already have to have your training when you show up? No, the training is one of the most special things about it. We've got... Uh, we start with a state-of-the-art range. Uh, I mean, if you walk into most ranges, you can smell the lead and gunpowder in the air. We have 27 HEPA filters. We have a giant uh, HVAC system that purifies the air. It's the cleanest range that you'll ever walk into. But uh, the training begins at, hey, I don't even own a gun yet, but I'm thinking about getting one, so can you teach me? all the way up to Navy SEAL tactical um, range uh, training. So we have everything in between. And the real important thing to us is, especially in this COVID time uh, and all of the the gun sales that we've had, uh, first-time gun buyers this year in particular, uh, these these people need training. They need, they need to build some confidence and be able to safely uh, own, maintain, store, uh, use a gun. And uh, we're exactly the right place to come to. No uh, no person is turned away. You don't have to be a member for any other training. Uh, you can come for the classes and uh, uh, stay for the fun. And I want to just talk about, you said your state-of-the-art range. Um, you guys are doing really cool stuff. Uh, is it? I guess it's two-story, 16 lanes, you have an integrated camera. Two stories? Yeah, on each of the lanes so that you, no matter how far out the target is, you can see how accurate you were. There's uh, dynamic yeah, targets. Exactly right. yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. This is the first one on the West Coast. Uh, there's one at Langley, Virginia. Uh, this one is a uh, state-of-the-art system by Action Target. It's called a Genesis system. Uh, it does all kinds of fun things, but uh, it also has its each, each lane. Uh, the carrier, there are no wires, it's all Wi-Fi, and has a high-definition uh, video camera on the end of the uh, the target carrier. And there's a, uh, a little screen right there uh, next to you where you're standing. You can uh, see exactly the impact of your bullet, no matter the distance. Uh, there's also a, uh, a light on the end of it. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, ranges are so dimly lit that you can barely see the target, especially when it gets down there a pretty good distance. This one, uh, one of the fun things we like to do is turn all the lights out in the range, except for the one that's right on your target. It gives you amazing focus. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Do you anticipate, Tim, um, having competitions there? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, think of a bowling league, except with 1911. <laughs> I'm in. I don't. I don't know what it what it costs, but I'm in. I, I'm thinking that there's going to be like cars and coffee in front of hot rods and handguns because it's going to be there'll be this. Um, all, everyone who shows up there will want to have one of everything. Except there'll be car, cars and 1911s, which well, I'm totally good. But it'll be good everything, with. right? Yeah. Well, you know, we've been doing that for 
years with Surf City Garage because uh, we've had our annual uh, Surf City Garage uh, car show event there uh, for, I don't know, seven or eight years. And at our last one, two years ago, there were uh, 600 cars and close to 10,000 people that walked through there. We get permits from the city, shut all the streets down, and uh, they park all of the show cars all around all of the streets. We do that anyway. Uh, we also have events to wear um, right on our property on on Sundays. Uh, I think it's every other Sunday we were doing it before the construction. And guys and uh, girls would bring their cars and park in our back parking lot. And it's very much like going to the donut shop on Adams. Donut derelicts. Yep. On uh, yep. was it Sunday morning, Saturday morning? Yeah, donut derelicts. Right. Do you, hey, do you remember Tim? Because there's cars and coffees all around the country now. The original right. cars and coffees down started down in uh, not down at Crystal Cove, correct? Or was it I, was it donuts and derelicts? When was what was the first one? Because. A lot of people think that there were, you know, like, oh, we're the first, yeah. we're the first. But no, the first they go way one, back in SoCal, in Orange County. This is definitely our California yeah. pompouses showing right yeah. now. But it, the first one that. started, yeah, it, it was yeah. donuts and derelicts, I thought, and then it factioned off, right? Well, I think as social media got a hand of people wanted to take that same experience or seen in the magazine and bring it locally to wherever they were, and no, they sort no, of spread around. No, the I understand that part. I'm asking Tim because he was probably there when it was happening because. I was heard it had donuts and derelicts was like the original one, and it was all hot rods, and then it became something more, um, and yeah, then eventually it ended up down you, the spectrum. I don't know exactly what the the chronological order of that was, but I can tell you that the difference for many years back in the day was donut derelicts has always been the, for lack of a better term, like the more of the blue collar gathering. Cars and Coffees, when it first started anyway, uh, you know, it was a Lamborghini crowd. And so they didn't really run in the same circles. Now that's kind of evolved now. But I mean, just back many years ago when it first started. Gotcha. I, I was uh, looking through the website. So uh, Hot Rods and Handguns, spelled out, .com. Check them out. They're also uh, on social as well on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Uh but I wanted to make sure that we pointed out that there's all sorts of training classes like Tim was alluding to, but they're also going to do uh, automotive detailing classes and things like that on site as well. So it's not just guns. There's also gonna cross uh, car training yeah. as well, which I think is really cool. And I just want to go back to the range really quick. Um, some of the things that are cool is uh, dynamic targets. So you can have a static target like at your traditional range, or you can get them to turn or tease or spin to show different sides of the target. Uh, and then integrated lighting where you can strobe or even do uh, police strobes, red and blue, on a target in order to have that feel. You know, law enforcement officers are coming out of a police car, and obviously there's red and light, you know, blue uh, lights flashing, and so they still have to have that uh, that focus to be able to uh, you know see their target. So, I mean, just this place again, state of the art, unbelievable. Just uh, about what two miles south of the 405. Off of a Springdale Street in Huntington Beach, California. What I'm trying to think, though, Holman, is that we have listeners from not only around the country, but out out of the country as well. When you come to Disneyland, make this a stop because when you're in Orange County, this place is probably about 20 minutes west of Disneyland. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, Tim, do you have like a day pass that a person could purchase? Because on the website, I'm seeing club member, elite member, platinum member. But how does one go about if I'm in for a day from Tucson, Arizona or something? Yeah, that's a really good question, and yes, we do. We have, a, we call them a trial membership. Because of the 
the conditional use permit from from the city and the authorities, it has to be a members-only place. Uh, it can't be open to the public, but that membership can be for one day. And so we have uh, what we call a trial membership, and that allows somebody to come in, enjoy everything we have, shoot, do whatever they like, and then maybe uh, they're out of towners and you'll see them next time around, or maybe they just want to try out the club. And what would that? You have any inkling of uh, price for a for a, a temporary membership? Yeah, actually, if you go to pretty much any shooting uh, range around, uh, and you just want to shoot for, you know, a half hour or an hour, um, they typically range from twenty five to thirty five dollars to to do that. So ours is a little different, and yes, it's a little more expensive, but it's not bad. It's $49. A person can walk in there, and that includes shooting, and uh, they can spend the entire day there. They can also shoot pool, play on regulation-sized shuffleboard, have a draft beer, or uh, some five-star cuisine. Or polish one of Tim's cars. Yeah, and, and by the way, that's <laughs> that's a third of a Disneyland ticket, and it's a lot less than any concert ticket. Well, and, and if you look at it, so, uh, you know, obviously uh, being an automotive journalist who, uh, you know, is often hungry and starving because I'm spending all my money on ammunition and gasoline. Mm-hmm. Um, and food. I, I was able to afford a, a membership. I think most people would be able to. It's incredible what you get for the money. So the club member... $149 initiation, 100 bucks a month, 99 bucks a month. Now, what do they do for the initiation? Do they slap you with wet noodles? Do they, uh, uh, you, they you have to hit the broad side it, of a barn with a shotgun. So it's, it's really, it's, it's really could be anybody. Okay, got it. <laughs> this is not like hazing then. No, no, like, no okay. there's no hazing. No, oh, okay. This is a modern club, Lightning. I modern see. club. All right. Uh, and the, the elite member, which of course each tier adds more, you can go to Hot Rods and Handguns to see it. A $299 initiation, $199 a month. And then the Platinum Top member, $599 initiation, $399 a month. If you think about it, for, for what he's offering, uh, being a destination, a place to hang out, that's pretty reasonable. Look at any uh, golfing country club, and I guarantee you that you're probably going to be spending a lot more than that. So the the fact that, for me personally, a guy like me who I like beer and bourbon and cigars and 1911s and shooting and automotive, I mean, it's everything I love in one, I almost feel here. Let, let me let me just be super you're, honest. You're, you're, you're overflowing I, right now. I it's, feel it's, like Tim built this for me. I can tell. <laughs> I know you. I know. I mean, it's, Sean, I'm going to have your name put on a parking space tomorrow. <laughs> uh, if you do that, um, I will. Uh, this will be my place whenever my wife's mad at me, yeah. Tim. I'm just walking up the street, and I'm going to come hang out with you. Hey, I want to take it back to uh, trucks for a second real quick, Tim. Was there any uh, – has there ever been a car or truck, hopefully a truck, that got away, one that you always wanted, one that you saw at a Barrett-Jackson auction or one that a buddy had and wouldn't sell you? Was there ever the, an unobtainable – truck or car that you couldn't get that you still want today you know the closest thing to an answer to that question and i I, i've been really fortunate that i've pretty well been able to get the ones that were on my bucket list but a grabber orange convertible white interior gt500 uh 68 uh shelby See, he's given some yeah, thought to this. That, that was that <laughs> right. was very specific. Very specific. <laughs> right. All right, uh, Tim, I'm going to ask the same question, but it's going to be in regards to a 1911. Was there ever a 1911 that you uh, lusted over and weren't able to, uh, so to speak, pull the trigger on? Yeah, I wouldn't mind having, uh, at least on display, the uh, 
the Cabot uh, 1911 is made out of a meteorite. <laughs> Wait, say what? It's made out of a meteorite? That sounds awesome. And what does something actually, like that go for? I mean, you can Google it, uh, Cabot, uh, C-A-B-O-T, and uh, Meteorite 1911. It's actually made from a meteorite. I hope that sometime I walk in the lobby of, of Hot Rods and uh, Handguns and in a Lucite case with, like, lasers around it, that thing is sitting there welcoming people. I hope that happens for now, you, Now, wait, so what's keeping it out of your hands? Is it price or there's there's only one? And the guy won't sell it. Well, yeah, there's only the one, and it's not for sale. And I'm pretty sure it would be expensive. Um, <laughs> but it's a pretty interesting gun. I mean, it, it, it's actual meteorite, and they use the uh, all of the tungsten and all of the the, uh, the ore out of this meteorite to actually create the alloy for this gun. I feel like, Tim, that is the the gift you get the person you can't find anything else for. Like that, for the guy who has everything, if you can pull that, you won uh, You won Christmas that year. <laughs> there, there are plenty of uh, 1911s that I, I would like to have that I just haven't run across the right one yet. I mean, I wouldn't mind having a uh, Singer sewing machine uh, GI model, but there are so few of them that were made. I've got a number of them. I've got... Uh, Remingtons, I've got Colts, I've got all military guns, uh, signal switch, places that you wouldn't even think would make a gun during wartime. Everybody made guns. But a Singer sewing machine uh, model you know, would be pretty nice. Tim, now I know I'm not in the uh, the elite tier, but I'm hoping that I would— You're not even close. I, I'm hoping that I would be considered maybe a, a friend of Hot Rods and Handguns, and maybe I could uh, ogle over the 1911 collection sometime when I'm uh, when I'm in, in the building. Would that be possible? You'll see it every time you walk in. It's sitting right, right in the middle of the pro shop. Fantastic. Oh, pro shop. Uh, oh, like yeah. That. There's also gunsmithing services on site, uh, too. Of course there is. I of mean, course there is. Awesome. Damn, you've, you've built your dreams, my friend. That is, it's, this is very inspirational. Well, we're only days away from opening, so I'm, I'm hoping to see everyone down there having a good time. All right. Well, if you want to check them out, again, it's uh, hotrodsandhandguns.com. Uh, on Instagram, it's uh, at hotrods underscore and underscore handguns. And uh, on Facebook, it is at hotrodsandhandguns. And lots of cool content, lots of pictures of construction and of things going up if you uh, – if you live in uh, the the floor plan is is pretty amazing. It's pretty awesome, yeah. right? So if you live in SoCal and you want to check them out, uh, head over and uh, like Tim said, they're going to be uh, opening soon. And uh, I think if you're coming into town, you're not yeah. going to Disneyland anytime soon. But if you're coming yeah. in for business, yeah, you definitely want to hit them up. Um, and if you're looking for uh, car care, Surf City Garage, SurfCityGarage.com. Tim, thank you so much for carving out some time for us. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're Holman is over here. Uh, he's, <laughs> so he's so fired up. It's well, like, I've been trying to get Tim on for a few months, but the the opening kept getting pushed back. Well, so we I, wanted to try and schedule when it was close to them uh, opening the doors. I've watched guys barbecue ribs before, okay, <laughs> and I've seen you salivate like yeah. a like a like a Labrador retriever, just like it's coming out of the corners uh-huh. of your mouth. This is what I'm looking at right now, talking to Tim about yeah. hot rods and handguns. My goal is to uh, have one of every beer they have on tap at Will some you point. promise me that the first time you go there, you won't actually drool on, on the ground? Uh, no, I can't Please promise don't that embar- at Please don't embarrass us. I, I, can't, I can't promise that. Oh, God. No, everybody needs a goal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim, you're the best. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time and hope to see you soon. Thanks, guys. It was fun. You okay. got it. Bye. Holman, it's weird. You have kind of a like a glow around you kind of like an aura 
Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that's because uh, I'm going to go hang out at my new favorite playground. I'm going to uh, go uh, shoot some guns. Yeah. Hang out with some uh, shiny vehicles. <laughs> yeah. Drink some beer. Smoke a cigar. Have a hamburger. It's not even open yet. Oh, I'm going to camp out front. It's, it's right by my house. I yeah. can stand in line for my driveway. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> the truck show. The truck show. The truck show. Oh, oh. All right. He's uh, at LBC Lighting. I'm at Sean P. Holman, and we are at Truck Show Podcast. You know what? We'd like you guys to send us an email. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And Holman, you know, we suck. We did not play any five-star hotline calls. 657-205-6105. We need more. 657-205-6105. Oh, that's weird. I combine an O and a zero. Let me do that again. I don't know. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, 657-205-6105. You know the O is really a zero, right, guys? Now you're confusing people even further. 657-205-6105. The five-star hotline. Call us and leave a message. Insult us. Ask a good question. You know? More importantly, head over to uh, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. As we're talking about five stars, we uh, appreciate all your five-star reviews. Helps to make the show more discoverable. And with that means uh, more eyeballs or ears, as the case may be. Yeah, we don't care about eyeballs, do we? Eh, I mean, maybe on the socials. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. So go do those things. Help us out. Also, please patronize our sponsors, like uh, our friends over at Nissan. If you're in the market for a super reliable, super awesome, great build quality. Is that how they build awesome it? Super engine. awesome? Super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can get yourself a, uh, a new Frontier, which, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, apparently with a few uh, Nismo bolt-ons, can make it to the top of Oldsmobile Hill out at uh, Glamis. Uh, get yourself- which, by, I got to stop you. I don't, I wish, th- Google Oldsmobile Glamis and You'll look at how steep- that yeah. hill is super awesome. I'm just saying. See, like I said, super awesome. You've got that's your catchphrase that's on the right. end of this show right here. Right now. Yeah. The super awesome Nissan Titan. I can tell. And Titan XD come with a super awesome five year, 100,000 mile warranty. In can, fact, can you guys it's tell so that we're super awesome that there is no more super awesomer warranty out there from the factory? We just start using a lot of the same words when we get tired. <laughs> <laughs> we just start repeating ourselves. If you only knew what our day was like. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So please head over to NissanUSA.com or down your dealer. Check out the Nissan Frontier, the Nissan Titans, the Nissan NV commercial vans. Find one that fits your driveway. Find one that fits your family. And take one home and just tell them the Truck Show podcast sent you. And if it doesn't fit your driveway, widen your driveway. Don't you think? I mean, like, have the concrete guy come out and, like, bust it up, extend it, make it fit. Or you just park on the street. That's cool, too. I mean, they do have power locks and alarm system. Nah, I wouldn't risk it. That thing is it's too beautiful. Park it in the driveway. Own it. Like, take ownership. And if your driveway's not wide enough, just park on the grass. So what? Unless you live in an HOA, then park on your neighbor's grass. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Of course, we can't forget our friends over at Deck who uh, can help you out with all your storage needs with either a cross box, a D box, a D bag. Mm Mm-hmm. Deck drawer system. Would you say that they're super awesome? Yeah, everything they make is awesome. Everything is awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. Do you know what else is awesome? Mm, late night munchies. Well, uh, I'm game if you are. I'm uh, thinking in and out number two, animal style, fries well done. Of course, with a Dr. Pepper. With grilled onions? Yeah, animal style. Comes on there. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Lightning. Pullman. Stop eating so late at night. That is why you are fat pigs. 
The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. If you'd like to open the show, leave a message on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. Yeah, <laughs>